Hello, Tome Show listeners. This is your stalwart senior editor, Sam Dillon, and I am here to introduce for you a very special set of recordings, the World Tree Burns podcast. Yes, it is the official recording of the World Tree Burns game, hosted by GM Dan Dillon, friend of the Tome Show. And this recording is presented to you in conjunction with Cobalt Press, of course, and also with Encounter Roleplay. Ah! Hey, it's me, Snurg! I don't really like Noble Knights that much, but NobleKnight.com is okay by me. You know why? They got tons of products for me where I can just be hiding in dungeons and stuff like that. Also, it's it's really, really cool. I get to find all these bestiaries that I can fill my dungeon with and all kinds of goblin miniatures. So check out Noble Knight. They'll even buy old gaming products that you aren't using anymore, and they're awesome. NobleKnight.com. Make sure you tell them the Tome Show sent you. There are a lot of subscription services out there that deliver things right to your door these days. Veggies, movies, meat, pet toys, artisanal jams, collectibles, RPGs, pictures of cool places, music, butter, dice. Wait, what? There is literally only one thing on that list that would make my life complete. A monthly subscription service for dice? Dice Envy has subscription services for dice. They send you a unique set every single month right to your house. Go check out their subscriptions. Or if you just want to go buy some of their unique and interesting dice, head over to DiceEnvy.com and let them know that the Tome Show sent you. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Encounter Roleplay. My name is Will. I'm a D&D sex icon, and I'm back today with yet another episode of The World Tree Burns, and we're back today. And we're actually facing dragons in Dungeons & Dragons, for some of us, for the very first time. Uh, but let's get into it, my friends. Let's figure out who we are and who we're going to be playing. And let's start with our illustrious Dungeon Master, Dan Dillon. Dan, how's it going, my friend? It is going very, very well. I am on vacation. I am at family's house across the country, so I'm out of my usual element. Things might look a little different. Uh, hopefully the internet connection and the equipment are cooperating, but we seem to be good so far. Uh, I'm excited. I'm a little worried for you guys, uh, particularly with our, our absence of Josh, but uh, we will do what we can. I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely, absolutely. We also have McLoken back of us tonight. McLoken has a gun, my friend. Uh, it's going great. Uh, I just want to say for the podcast listeners, I'm going to describe Dan's house right now. Uh, the windows have a diamond-shaped pattern of wood uh, over it with a curtain, uh, a beige curtain. I believe that's wood paneling walls. A nice white ceiling. Uh, the lamp that wall, is wallpaper. very bright. Wallpaper. Oh, it's wallpaper. Okay. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's not the greatest camera, so you know, I'm just I'm just describing, <laughs> you know. It's like if I didn't have it's my glasses or contacts in, I'm describing what I see from far away. Um, today We're I'll be playing. <laughs> today I'll be playing Cloak, and I have been literally been having anxiety about this whole thing ever since. It was like there's a dragon that has magma under its scales, and I'm like, well, fuck. Uh, so then there's another dude in there, and there's some kobolds, and uh, a lot of plotting on my point. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff. Well, we also have Lorelania back of us tonight. Tia, how's it going? 
Good. I am super excited. I love Kari. I have been thinking about her a lot over this past week as we are going to be seeing a dragon very soon. And I'm also afraid that uh, we don't have one of our Dampiers with us. But she is a Shadow Fae cleric of the Cat Domain. And yeah, I'm terrified. I don't know what else to say. Dan is not the DM that pulls the punches. And... This this could this could uh, this could be a TPK that I am. I've never experienced a full TPK before in D anD. d If this goes badly, I will kill all of you, and then we'll just figure it out from there. Fine. I'm right. I'm That's totally okay with that because D anD. d characters are made to die occasionally. It's part of the game. We were all born to <laughs> Laurel Elliot, We were all born to die. 2018. That's the. Uh, Super exciting message for the beginning of today's game. Uh, coming to any D&D session, ready for death, uh, both in and out of character. But we have Tall Squall with us. Tall Squall, how's it going, my friend? I am doing good. Uh, I'm looking forward to this. It is, I am one of those people who has never fought a dragon before in Dungeons and Dragons. Um, and yeah, doing such at level two is going to be <clears throat> an experience. Uh, I am playing Gladysson, who is our, our Tolkien wizard. Uh, he is uh, a leyline uh, geomancer. And, uh, oh, poor Glas, we knew him well, because I have no doubt that if he gets hit by just about anything, yeah, it's going to be lights out for our little, our, our big Tolkien sweetheart. Is Glass is Glaz injured right now? No, he is at full hit points, but that just means <laughs> 16. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. sure, sure. Ooh. Great stuff. Awesome. As for myself, I'll be playing Riodan, the Dampier Cleric. And everything that I'm going to be doing today is casting Bless on the rest of the party, because goddamn, the spell's been pretty clutch thus far in our combats. And if there's going to be a dragon, then we're going to be making a lot of rolls. So, uh, uh, yeah, we're going to get into it today, my friends. But before we do, uh, yes, we are one player down, so we're, uh, we're a little bit worse off against the dragon. Before we do, I'm reminding you guys, of course, we're sponsored here today by Kobold Press. Go and check out the Midgard materials. Folks were chatting before saying they bought all the uh, Midgard books since we started playing them, but definitely go ahead and check them out because they're fucking awesome. We are using the world's, uh, not the world tree buttons, the world book itself. Uh, and of course, uh, we're using the hero's handbook for uh, much of our characters. Uh, so go to koboldpress.com to check out those materials. And of course, check out Fantasy Grounds. Uh, the beautiful maps that you're about to see are on fantasygrounds.com. And you can try out their demo version for free, or their first licenses start at just $4. So get playing tabletop role-playing games with your friends. Uh, and last but not least, WaylandGames.co.uk for all of your D&D book needs outside of Cobalt Press, and all of your RPG and board game stuff, your Warhammer miniatures, and more. They sell so much good stuff at 20% off, up to 20% off the retail values. Go and check those out. Of course, you guys can interact with today's show. If you haven't followed yet, hit the follow button and join us. Here's a tweet for you guys. And there is the button to donate to give players net ones, net twenties, wild magic surges, and I think peacocks uh, is pretty much the only other available option right now. I'll hand over to Dan <laughs> Dillon to remind ourselves of what happened last week on the show, though. All right. So uh, last time we had an interesting discovery where... We found a hall within this complex that seemed to be dedicated to the ancestors of this dwarven clan. Uh, and in the center of it was this incongruous golden sarcophagus covered in vampiric uh, Morena the Red Goddess and other Blood Kingdom imagery. And our uh, our lovely Dampir Riodan had a strange vision wherein he saw the corpse of his uh, presumably long-dead lover, uh, 
resting within. And, and then the uh, the corpse animated broke through the glass, grabbed hold of him, and began babbling incoherently and madly about blood flowing, uh, and and then sank back into the into the coffin. Everyone else just sort of saw this withered vampire corpse uh, spasm up, break through the glass, claw at him, and then fall back. Um, but that gifted him with a uh, strange enchanted scourge that seems to be. Um, perhaps dedicated or at least uh, touched by the faith of Morena, the Red Goddess, and he can use it to create lashes of blood to strike at his foes from afar. Um, after a great deal of investigation, led mostly by Cloak, our Nimhan gnome, they traversed through some secret doors and found what was an ancient armory full of uh, molten slag, or long melted slag, that was once armor and weapons, but destroyed by some unimaginable heat. Uh, save for a blackened suit of plate armor hanging in the center of the chamber, and four longswords scattered throughout the room, one of them transfixing the relatively fresher corpse of one of the bandits that they've been tangling with. Uh, clearly not trusting these articles, they have uh, given them a wide berth, and uh, stayed away from them. They haven't touched them. They've uh, not even really gotten close to them if they can help it. And uh, Kari skirted just along the outside of the wall, away from the weapons and armor, to get into the door that they knew led to the Great Forge, the heart of the Halls of Everforge, and where they believe the leader of these bandits and possibly a dragon awaits them. And it is there that we find Kari, looking into this great chamber, that is um, uh, wide and tall, uh, with a vaulted ceiling and uh, a dais going up some uh, some steep stairs leading up to a dais at the uh, at the center of the uh, north wall of the chamber. Atop that is a great iron and brass plate, and rising up out of this plate is a roaring inferno in the shape of a ring that seems to uh, suck air in to this uh, rift it has created within this, this strange uh, circle of fire. Standing atop the dais, gazing into this circle, is indeed a dragon. It is easily the size of, uh, of any of the party, with its wings folded tightly against its black-scaled body, and the heat what, of what appears to be molten metal or even magma showing through these black scales at his, its uh, chest and throat and its eyes and ears and nostrils and mouth. There are kobolds sort of uh, scattered about the front section of the chamber near the closed double doors that you all know lead back into the main hallway. On the far side, uh, you can see another single door that will lead into another chamber beyond, uh, very similar to the one that Kari is peeking out of. There are four immense iron anvils, two on each uh, east and west sides of the room. One of them, nearish to the door where Kari is peeking through, this would be the northwestern anvil. On the back side of it, barely able to, to see her behind its, its just immense black uh, presence, is the dwarf woman Paula Everforge. She is seated on the stone floor of the Great Forge, her feet stretched out in front of her, and she seems to be holding her chest or shoulder and slumped. But you can see that she is breathing. Her shoulders are rising and falling, and you can see her hand occasionally sort of uh, favoring her shoulder as if she's uh, hurt or injured. On the uh, stairs, did you say that she was at the bottom of the oh, steps? Sorry. sorry. 
Sorry, no, I'm no, trying no, to like write not, down as fast as you're explaining everything. Is she on the bottom <laughs> sure. of the steps? No, she's yes, yes, she's on the she's on the ground floor. There are these four giant anvils that are about five feet wide, ten feet long, and one of the anvils is on the ground floor at the uh, kind of northwest corner of the room, and she's leaning up against the the top of that anvil, the north side of that anvil. Uh, in each of the four corners of the rooms are great stone cisterns, uh, the kind that would hold water or oil for smiths to quench their heated blades and other wares in. Uh, while they are working. Uh, you cannot, from your vantage point, see if there is anything in them at this time, but they do all seem to be intact. Uh, so there are eight kobolds near the front, uh, the front, the south wall of the room, near the double doors. Uh, there's the dragon at the top of the dais at this uh, swirling... It, I mean, you look at it, it looks like a portal, and beyond you can see just a... a just an inferno raging uh, beyond that uh, fiery limit. Uh, and there is one one more figure in the room. There is a human man, uh, middle-aged, with a shaved head that has just started to, to grow back to stubble, uh, showing that his hairline is deeply receded. Uh, and he is uh, standing with like one foot on the stairs that lead up to the dais uh, and kind of looking up at the dragon and the, uh, the swirling portal of flame. Uh, he's wearing a crimson robe with some silver embroidery, um, and yeah, not not much else going on with him at that very moment. But as we had left off, you had successfully snuck to the door and opened it, and as far as you can tell, not drawn anyone's attention. I have a quick question. Yes. So the dwarf, she is on the north side of the northwestern anvil. Correct. Yeah. So she's so closest. She's closest to us. Yeah. Well, but she's not on the west side. She's on the north side. Like, so she would be. Well, yes. I'm trying to do she's figure basically, out. She's facing the back wall. She's facing the back wall. Okay. So she's probably an eye line. I was whether or not she might, whether or not when someone could sneak over and maybe help her. Yep. No. Yep. Uh, Without being seen. However, however, I will say that. Uh, uh, yeah, that looks pretty good. Uh, I will say that there is no cover between the door and the anvil, so if someone were to come through gotcha. the door, you would almost certainly be seen. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and now, Glaz, uh, from your... See, the rest of you are still in the uh, the, the armory, the, the molten, destroyed, incinerated armory. When she opens the door, not only does that wave of heat roll into the room, and you can see just that ruddy light uh, fill the otherwise dark chamber that you're all standing in, but you can hear this uh, fever pitch song of the ley line from the chamber as the door opens. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. So this is the same piccolo, but just louder, Frank. crazier, clearer. Okay. Yeah. Um, so what do you guys want to do here? <laughs> because there's a fucking dragon. <laughs> That is a fucking dragon. Excuse my Sobekian. Uh do we want to get involved? We have a dragon. I mean we well, there is a door back there, isn't there? We could go back home. And the dwarf there, I mean, she wasn't very good anyway, she barely finished her job. We can get in and get her we can sink in and just get her because I think they need her for the ritual, and then we just get the fuck out. We could but, do that. 
Uh, I will remind you, I will quickly remind you that you had a little bit of information on that front when you interrogated one of the bandits that you captured. Uh, you know that they apparently wanted Paula Everforge because uh, she had the ability to reawaken this portal. Oh, and it's, it seems like... Can I roll Arcana to see if this portal's awakened? <laughs> sure, well, go ahead and roll. Uh, the, giant, the giant group fire that is passing through it. <laughs> There is the option of killing the dwarf so that she can't reopen the portal. And then fleeing. 19? I think it is. Oh, that is absolutely an open, active portal, and it seems to be growing stronger. Uh, you wouldn't necessarily trust a trip through it at the moment. It seems uh, incredibly dangerous or unstable. Maybe if you had some magic to protect you from fire. Uh, and if you had to guess, you would say that it is a portal to the plane of fire. Okay, um, so the portal's already open, so we can steal her and get out of here, because I think this is better suited for, like, an army to show up, um, because how big is that dragon? Uh, the dragon is, uh, probably about six or seven feet tall, uh, feet from, um, snout to the base of its body with another six or seven feet of tail. Um, easily six feet tall at the shoulder. Uh, uh, a little shorter. More like four four feet tall at the shoulder. So it's a it's a medium-sized okay. creature. Um, I mean, it doesn't seem like a bit... Like, you know, uh, imagine, an, imagine an orc got down on yeah. all fours. In my head, I, uh, I, in my head I was imagining like a larger huge dragon, but a medium dragon... It is not. Oh, it's just, it the, it's just the baby. I mean, tiny, really. <clears throat> I'll call a baby dragon. I mean, it's still a dragon, but it is just a baby dragon. If there was an adult dragon, I'd be a little bit worried. But we can get her out of there. I can sneak in here and get her, and then bring her back. And I think we will be seen. I can sneak in there. I'm sneaky. Could we not pose a distraction at the double doors, and then you run in and grab the woman? I could run straight down you, the we hall. We could do that. They might, um... Do you, do you think that thing might follow us out of here if we do that? He'd probably send the kobolds after you, but they'll be distracted looking the other way. Wait, what, what is the glass? I, I could probably put at least quite a few of those kobolds to sleep. Maybe all of them. Kobolds... Yeah. ...are easily manipulated. They... I mean, yes. Um... Would you, would you cast it? Would you cast it from the front door? Well, that's I could do it from either door. I could just I just need to be able to see them. I, I, I the room is not that big, and I can cast it a fairly good distance away. We used to do pranks all the time in class. Okay. So, well, what I'm, I'm more worried about? What about this guy in the red robes? He, he looks, looks kind of. Uh, he looks sketchy. Definitely on the sketchy side. Well, if we were going to fight people, I say we would have to fight him because I imagine he's a magic user of some sort, and we would have to kill him first and then kill the dragon. Because the kobolds, we can just send fluffing stuff after. Um, the dragon is small enough to look like it will fit through the doors, right? Oh, yeah. So it's not like he can't get out of here. He hasn't, like... I really do think that the dragon, if we take that dwarf... If it is needed for something else, who knows what? That 
they will come after us. I think they're going to come after us pretty much I no matter what. I think they got what they wanted. However, perhaps she's an armorer and she's a dwarf. She might be a good fighter. That's true. Maybe we uh, give her a little heal up and yes. Does she look like give she her could... one of these swords? Does she look like she could run at the moment, Dan? Or she? I think Scrat is looking pretty injured. Um, it, it looks like she's either injured or maybe exhausted. But I mean, she's alive, and you don't see any. Just from the very brief glance you can take through the cracked door, uh, it doesn't look like she has any major impairments to getting up. And um, question. Do- now, you know, if she has a broken leg or something, you can't really tell that. Does she have uh, armor on, or...? Uh, so, she has, from what you can see, she has um, uh, trousers, heavy heavy leather boots, um, probably, like, a, uh, a lighter linen tunic, and then it looks like she was maybe grabbed from the workshop when you guys... Uh, inspected and investigated the scene at her forge. Uh, it looks like she's wearing uh, a heavy leather apron, but not proper armor. It may afford her some protection. Okay. Ooh, ooh. Is any of the armor in this armory that isn't melted down to slag dwarven-sized? The only armor in there that is in any way functional is that suit of full, that suit of plate armor that's hanging in the center of the room. Anyway, uh, Which we, I don't think we get near that. That that is that is sketchy. No, uh, but <laughs> even even if we did get near that or like had her equip it, it would be like ten minutes before she could put it on. It would take it would take her ten minutes to be able. Oh, to put that's on right. So yeah. that's not. Um, well, um, so how do you want to cut? We have a bear. I, I don't want to put the bear in front of a dragon because I don't know how well that would turn out. I say, like, if we're going to take out the dragon, like, we all need to go ham. You know, just, like, all attack it. Right? If we don't all attack it, I mean, and we just put the bear on it, it's going to kill the bear. And, I mean, I, I love love and stuff. He's tough. But, um, he, I mean, he's almost died a few times already. Oh, I, I absolutely agree. We still all need to go. We can't just throw a bear in there. It's not going to work like that. But the bear is going to can keep it attack the dragon attacking the bear while we attack the dragon. Then that's now we're starting to have some some good odds here. Yeah. Um. Maybe I can team up with the bear or fluff and stuff to fight the dragon. Um. Uh. I. Real quick, my Arcana roll is is that guy concentrating on that like does he need to be concentrating on the portal of what he's doing? It does not look like the fellow in red is uh, under any sort of concentration or maintaining any kind okay. of magical ritual. I just wanted to ask that real quick. Is this evoking any thoughts or emotions of the impending end of the world that my character keeps dreaming about? Um, I, I would say not directly. It's probably invoking plenty of anxiety okay. on its own, though. Oh, so, uh, here is another option. But you know, kobolds. There's lots of them. Maybe with some luck, I could put the red guy to sleep. That could be a good idea. And kobolds are pretty squishy and scared. That's true. It's just that when there are a lot so of them, they I, do I tend to shoot So if I can try to target this just it. right so that I get maybe one kobold and red guy, but there's still seven kobolds up there. I, I'd worry if I catch too many kobolds that the red guy will not go to sleep. 
Well, here's my thoughts. Us all ganging up on one guy has gone well for us in the past. When there were a lot of kobolds, Cloak got shot a lot. So I wonder if just taking down one guy, even if he is a magic user, might be easier for us than five or six kobolds all shooting their little bows at us at the same time. But I tell you this much. I agree. I, uh... I am happy to go in there with you if you ask it of me. I owe you all a great debt after you found this item Jenny left behind for me, so I am yours. I will point out, uh, Kari, that you could see that these kobolds are not, in fact, carrying bows. They're carrying slings and daggers, so slightly less dangerous than short bows. Less deadly, and your hunting tactic is superior. I think that we should do this. Save the dwarf. Heal her, get her to join us, take down the magic user, and perhaps kill and scare off the kobolds. Perhaps the dragon will barter with us. The the trick with its kobolds is you just don't touch them. Tell the bear not to touch them, we don't touch them, then they will stay asleep. Okay. Um. So then we just have a dragon and a red guy. Hopefully maybe one or two kobolds. We could get lucky. Well, I have a potion of healing. I can give the um the the dwarf, uh, and then um. Ooh, that is yeah. nice. And then uh, and then, do we have a weapon that we can give her? I don't know what she's good with. I'm sure if she is oh, brought well, we down could, we, to we it, up some of these. We actually we could run back and grab any of these short swords or something. Just us. I mean, we these guys have been dropping weapons left and right. Actually, scimitars. Didn't you? Someone pick up the scimitars from the dude outside. Uh, that and like the swords, the swords that were in the room uh, as well uh, that didn't get melted by the fire. They they may have some magic principle. I don't know, but um um. So I mean, uh, one thing one thing to keep in mind is that if if you're going to try to arm her, uh, simple weapons are a good bet that she'll likely be from, uh, proficient with. Martial weapons may be more of a toss-up. Uh, that's true. Sure what her training okay. is. Um, so something like a dagger or a, or a dagger or a club is an easy bet that she knows how to use. Weapons. Okay, so this is what we can because she doesn't look like she has really good armor. I could on. give her my quarter staff. Well, no, there's a, like there's a. Is there a short sword in here? Uh, is there a short in the armory? No. The only pieces of equipment uh, of any functional value are the. Plate armor and the four long swords. A long sword, simple, or they're martial. They're martial. Okay. They're martial. Well, but a two-handed quarterstaff is as good as a uh, is as good as a long okay. sword. Um, Correct. So, should we? Um, Sorry, total mega. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. I, it's no, no, fine. It's fine with me. Um, I mean, you guys, you guys know how weapons. Um, so, um, all right. I mean, we can use that, but the question is, I don't think she's going to be too. Good in a fight, like we can give that to her to defense, and then I can give her um, puff puff to like help defend her and like get her out of the room. But um, I mean that's a, that's really. But like we could do that as distractions going on, and then uh, maybe Kari and uh, Kane can uh, take out the kobolds as fast as they can, and then we ambush the, the other two. So depending on how we want to attack them, do we want to attack the guy in red or the dragon first? I think we should attack the man in the red first and have Glass put the kobolds to sleep. There's a chance that your magic might not work on the man. 
if I know anything about leadership, and I don't pretend that I do, but if I had minions and some people walked in and they killed them, well, it would prove to me that my minions were useless, and perhaps these newcomers would be more useful to me. I see myself very much as a dragon, uh, in personality and in sleekness of physique, uh, but I'd wonder if, if we didn't anger the dragon itself, whether or not it would attack us outright. Now, of course, it's a gamble, but if we attack the dragon, it's bound to attack us back in, uh, in kind. So what I'm really saying is let's not attack the dragon. Well, let's get the, let's get the red guy okay, first. Okay, or kill the red guy. Um, That's what oh, I was ooh. saying, really, yes. For once, we are in green. Are we still going to open the front door for distraction? I could do that. Ooh, or uh, actually, just a quick question, Dan. I mean, can we send yeah. uh, can we send Kane around just as a go pound on the front door? Because that was going to be my suggestion. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so that he goes and pounds totally on the front door. They all look that way, and Glass. So you just want him to bang on it, not necessarily open it. Uh, well, I mean, he would have to open it because banging on it, that, that's like a giant stone door and you're walking up and banging on it. And it's not really. I guess, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. I wasn't thinking they were stone doors. I was. Right. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, well, the only thing is, is well, actually, it's a 20 foot radius. Uh, so it's 40. The My sleep spell is 40 feet across. Uh, even if they ran straight, even if they sprinted straight for the door, I think I still could get all the kobolds because they're right there by the door. Correct. Uh, so currently they're, they're spread out a little bit. You could get certainly several of them if they stay in the configuration they are now. They would have to kind of clump in toward the door for you to definitely get all Ooh, of them. Ooh, so but there we go. You, but you suspect that perhaps a disturbance and certainly a person at the door would be the sort of uh, the sort of thing. Way to clump them together. So yeah, Kane throws open the doors, does spooky owl trick. And then, um, also, quick question: it's twice like a barn owl. Can can fluff and stuff uh, fit through the door that we're by right now, the smaller door, or can he only fit through? Yes, but he will have to squeeze, uh, and you suspect he might have to like just. I mean, just how big he is to get him into the door. If you recall, that suit of armor is hanging mm -hmm. basically right in front yeah. of the door, and you guys can kind of give it enough room to be not terribly uncomfortable going past it because you guys uh, last session wanted to give the functional equipment in that room a very wide berth uh, fluff and stuff will not be able to do that it's just too big okay um, so it might it might be smart that fluff and stuff go with Kane and then when Kane runs opens gets the doors open and uh, the we get everything going. Bear comes in. Bear ignore. ignore we can just have him ignore the kobolds and then uh, go straight for. I imagine uh, who's first in the room: the dragon or the guy in red? After the kobolds, the guy in red is going to be closest. Okay. Closest after the okay. kobolds. So the the guy in red. If you guys you guys have the map up on Fantasy Grounds, yeah. Uh, no. Okay, so no. Uh, I I don't right. at least I'm I'm watching the the on the oh there we go hello I actually do have it open yeah there you go all right so the uh, the fellow in red is standing at the uh, eastern corner of those steep steps kind of by the number twelve 
Uh, you guys, you know, you guys might have a player friendly map, so there's no. There's no oh, okay. But the, he's. I at was the, like, there's definitely the right, no number. He's at the. I started right. looking for the number. So, he's sorry. At he's, he's at the. Yeah, yeah. East. This right. right yep. Can I enter he's drawing east, mode east right of the here stairs. where this X is? Ha ha. I don't see your X. It's um, a very thin, tiny little like black dot. Oh, does it not show up for you? Yeah. No. Uh, I can't see it, at least. So we're we're on the west side. He's across the room. Uh, the kobolds are going to be Correct. in the bottom. The dragon is where currently? Up on the dais. Up on the dais. Okay. So center of the basically center of the north wall. And uh, the other, the dwarven lady is also on the north uh, east of the room by the top. Right, an, an, uh, uh, anvil. West. Top, top west? west? Oh, okay. West. West, closer okay. to you. Okay, yep. yeah. Yep. Um, alright. So, I can sneak in there and get in position and, uh, get the, get the, um, uh, the dwarven lady healed up and then, uh, get her, um, back over here. Um, or when the, when all the commotion happens, we all just kind of start. The only problem is, is that, the other guy's across the way, and the dragon's in the way. We might have to fight the dragon. Well, but there will be a bear charging at the red guy. Hopefully the dragon turns towards red guy and bear, so as we go charging across... Yes. Okay. Okay. So, we'll all focus the one guy first, and then avoid the dragon um, to see what happens. Hopefully the dragon doesn't want to save his friends. So... Okay. Hopefully okay. it's like Riordan. Riordan Dragon. Okay. So step one. Kane opens door. Step two. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Wait, count to three as kobolds run towards door. Step two. Glass casts sleep. Step three. Bear runs towards guy in red. Step four. We all come running through out of our room. Ranged attack or getting to kill guy in red. Simultaneously, Cloak runs up and heals Dorvin Lady and hands her quarterstaff. But that's where step one. Kill red guy, kill dragon. Or negotiate. I'm, I'm going to sneak in there and heal her before all this happens, and then keep her calm, and then... Well, but if you do get caught, then it won't work at all. Well, I'm tiny. I think you'll need to wait for the doors to open. No, I'm tiny. I can sneak in there. It'll be fine. There is no cover for you. Huh? From the door to the anvils? You will be I'll safe. hide behind the anvil. That anvil's like as tall as I am. Is it that as tall as I am, or am I just pulling that out of my ass? No, he said that there is no cover from our door to the anvil. Right. So the anvils are easily, you know, waist high on a on a medium sized creature, but uh, it's about ten feet open space between the door and the anvils. And the red guy's looking right is right there. He would be able oh, to walk yeah, straight okay. through the, the, the anvils. The, uh, the, the guy in red and the dragon basically have clear lines of sight to the door. Okay. So we, we need to distract. Okay, I got it. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're good. Okay. So, um, alright, let's do it. As soon as the door's open, I'm gonna sink in there. Alright, so, uh, at this point, Kane sort of gives you all a little bit of a pained look and kind of crumps. <sighs> And uh, Whisper on his shoulder turns its head 180 degrees around to look at you and sort of clacks its beak together and says, There are traps in front of the door. Not sure the bear can avoid them. 
Oh, that's right. It, there's the weird. There's the weird pattern that they walked in front of the double doors. Uh, he uh, he furrows his brow and says, "I can try to set them off early." That would be that's our only option. We don't want the bear getting trapped. We can't lose the bear. No, we can't lose. The yeah, bear. the bear is. Critical. How's the bear looking, by the way? We healed him up. Remember, um, he used his hit. Oh, okay, okay. I believe I believe everybody's. Yeah, oh, he's okay. at full hit. I, I didn't know. It, yeah, you guys took a short right. rest. Um. So okay. How about oh, shit? Um. All right. Keep the bear. Keep fluff and stuff. Uh, out out of the the room, and while you activate the traps, just in case they're noisy traps. Um. I don't know what kind of traps they are. Um. And then let us know when you deactivate them. Well, we just sit here and wait till the doors open. We assume that he has done his job. If the doors don't open... He, not, he nods and points to Okay, the well, I mean, sure. I mean, that's why that's why they pay you the big bucks, Klaus. I will count to 100. Uh, okay, what happens after what? 100? Well, well, if the doors do not open, we are going to say it all went to shit and we get out of here. Okay. Deal. I mean, is that a, is that? I mean, I'm trying to think of everything that has to happen. Whatever, yeah. You know, he, for story's sake, he counts to three hundred, just in case. Sure. All right. So, uh, so Kane grabs a hold of the scruff of the bear's neck and kind of pulls it along and kind of. I hug, I hug, I hug Fluff and stuff before he leaves. It kind of snuffles at you and then follows follows Kane out. So they head out through the secret door, and the bear, you know, spends a few seconds just hauling its ponderous bulk through this comically narrow gap in the uh, in the wall, relative to its size, and leaves probably a tuft of fur behind in the stonework. But uh, yeah, so they they vanish through the door, and it is all down to the waiting. So let's see what happens. All right, so I'm gonna say roughly about. 45 seconds to a minute later. Uh, if there's anything you guys want to do in prep, now's your chance. Uh, I'm just getting ready to cast. I guess I'll just be right there by the door, by our door. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to sneak. The camera will cut out to the front hallway. It's well lit with the marble statues of armor and weapons. And, uh, and Kane sort of creeps up to that first... Uh, pressure plate that you guys located near the near the hall of the ancestors, and he uses um, uh, we'll say he uses like uh, uh, the the scabbard of his his rapier to sort of reach out from a distance and press down on the plate, which uh, which does indeed uh, depress with a soft kachunk, and a volley of darts fire out of these cunningly concealed holes in one of the statues on the left side of the wall. <laughs> and they'll just clatter harmlessly against the far wall. However, there is a sudden uh, grinding of ancient mechanisms and a crunk by the doors, and the front doors fly open as part of the same trap mechanism. Immediately, the kobolds toward the door, and the, uh, the, the fellow in red reaches a hand into a pouch as the doors boom open, and the dragon whirls around and flares its wings as a red blast of heat belches up its throat 
and flame arcs out of its nostrils and its wing membranes begin to glow orange. And uh, that reveals Kane and the bear standing in the hallway, somewhat surprised as the doors bang open. So why don't we roll initiative? Yes, let's do that. (laughs) This is going well already, (laughs) your 10-point plan. (laughs) Let's say... Oh, wait, wait you we are. Th- th- yeah, Glass is sitting there going 88, 89. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, the brown bear rolled a net 20. Ooh, oh, yeah, bear! Yeah. <laughs> bear MVP. <laughs> we are shit in comparison to this bear. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'm not doing too well right now. So. <sighs> oh, look at you with that so one good. on initiative. Oh, no. I'm getting it out of the way now, man. Yeah, that's true. It's important to... For sure. We'll be fine. Cane dragon, kobolds to door, sleep, bear to man, run out, kill guy, heal dwarf. <laughs> Those are my... So let's get uh, Beautiful. Let's do it. Let's get the initiative sorted out. Do we have uh, anybody over twenty? We got the bear on twenty. <laughs> uh, twenty to fi- twenty to fifteen. Uh, I am an eighteen. An eighteen. Eighteen card. We don't have Kane's roll, so. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll take care of that roughly as well as I can. Uh, you know what? He's he's fast. He's actually going to beat the bear. Oh. So we'll put Kane on... Uh, does anyone know his dexterity off the top? Plus of four. Head? I think I know it. But... Yeah, I thought so. Is it really plus? Is it plus four? Damn. Look at him rolling the good stats. But the best characters uh, have the low right, so, stats. Uh, yeah, yeah. 15 to, 15 to 10. 15 to 10, anyone? Oh dear. No, oh, <laughs> Riordan has 14 on it. I got a 14. Oh, sorry. Uh, I Sorry, dude. Uh, my fucking brain is, is not in gear today. Yes. I rolled a 14. Sorry. All right. All right. <laughs> I can't fucking Riordan. <laughs> 14. <laughs> nope. All right. 10 to 5. Glass is on an 8. Glass is on eight. Uh, five to zero. Oh, Cloak's on a three. He's like, he's like getting his blade out, and he's like, okay, I'm gonna sneak in there. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> well, go ahead and roll, roll a d twenty, Cloak, and <laughs> tell me what you get. Uh, ten. Okay. I'm afraid what that was for. Am I going the same turn? Uh, you were tied with. Who am I tied with? You're you were completely you were tied average. With one of the bad guys. Yeah, yeah, you were tied with one of the bad guys. We were rolling off to see who gets the initiative. All right. Uh, so it's going to be top of the order with Kane, and I think he is going to go ahead and take a shot at that fellow in red who you suspect is the man known as Spencius. Uh, yeah, he'll go ahead and do that. Fucking Spencer. And he will frickin' crit him. Oh, yeah. nice. yeah. that, is, that is a net 20. Fuck. That is, that is a 20 and a max on the first damage die. God damn. Look at that. Look at that. Give it to him. All right. That's, hey, when the bot right, so, is better uh, than so the player. Can... 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, so you guys, I'm, I'm going to say you guys have the door. You guys have the door cracked open just so you can make sure that you hear and see when everything goes down. So you're shocked when the doors just boom all the way open, uh, as is everyone else in the room. However, a split second after that, an arrow goes whistling through the chamber and drives itself into the shoulder of that fellow in red, and he cries out in pain. Uh, so that's going to do quite a bit of damage on him, which he no likey. Uh, so that was Kane, the bear. Uh, the bear, I believe, was under orders to go straight at the man in red as well, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, so the bear, unfortunately, doesn't know to wait for Kane to make sure that any further traps down the way are disarmed. Oh, right. Uh, so he's going to run through and possibly trip a couple of these pressure points. Come on, bear. All right. So he's going to maybe get shot with some darts. Uh, right, he's going to be crit by one of the traps. Oof. Yikes. Yeah. All right. He takes quite a bit of damage from that. Oh, no. Uh, Bear, no! It's already going wrong. He bellows in pain, and as, as uh, Fluff and Stuff comes charging into the chamber, you can see that he is sort of riddled down one side with, uh, looks like six or seven darts stuck into his into his flank. And he just barrels, see what I did there, ah. straight through the chamber, uh, basically uh, knocks one of the kobolds sort of spun over on his ass, just out of sheer surprise and terror, and uh, goes roaring straight at Spencius. So he's going to take a bite and a claw at him. Uh, is that his name, Spencius? going to hit... Yeah. Yeah, 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 you guys you guys knew that the the fellow yeah, the the fellow who hired them is someone named Spencius. Yep. Um, oh yeah, that's totally going to hit him. So, sorry for my disorganization. Uh oof. So he claws him and blood sprays the stones and uh this this fellow seems to be in extremely bad shape. With the, uh, the just massive rents down his robes, and you can see that he's wearing some leather armor underneath that is split right across the chest now by the bear claws. Uh, so that's Kari's turn. I am going to use one of my nat 20s, and I am going to shoot Spencius with my oh, arrow. Oh dear, alright. Well, then that will be a critical hit. Let's roll some damage. Six and... Three. Eleven. Is eight. Should be eleven points. Okay. Eleven? Yep. Okay. Uh, so you draw back your, uh, you draw back your arrow and that purple, uh, almost like the, uh, sort of the ghostly armor of the dwarf king's arm appears superimposed over yours, and you hear that growl in your ear again. Carthurans! And the, the glowing purple arrow flies through the forge and catches Spencius right behind the jaw, and he spins down to the ground. <laughs> nice. He is he is down and bleeding. Nice. Uh, actually, I didn't add it. Uh, Tia, did you uh, have your plus one, the bow plus one added into your damage? Because it might be actually have been 12 points of damage. Uh, Same difference. Yeah, he's yeah. still down. I figured it didn't matter. Okay. 
I do need to know that. Right, my, I have one d six plus two piercing marked for the short bow for some reason. So that I, that is correct. It's okay. your yeah. your one. Oh, my dex and my magical damage. Yeah, my one from dexterity. So yeah, right. it is six plus two. Yeah, so it is right. Plus, yeah, yeah. There you go. All right, that's Kari. Riodan, your turn. I cast bless on Glass Cloak and Carry. <laughs> All right, it works. <laughs> it works every time. Blessings of the rain are upon you. Alright, blessings are upon you, kobolds. So the kobolds uh, are going to... Man, let's see. They are... Going to... They don't want to get near that damn bear, but the person they had standing next to it is now dead. Uh, so it looks like they're actually going to split up. Looks like four of, the, four of them are going to head towards the bear. Uh, and four of them are going to move up sort of toward you guys and begin slinging stones. Ooh, so they spotted us? Uh, Wait, they see us? Kari, att- Kari oh, that, attacks that, Because Kari oh. shot through the door. That's right. Breaking right, plans. So two of them actually... Two of the group are going to dash and sprint up to get next to Kari, and then two of that other group are going to sling stones at her with advantage from their pack of tactics, thanks to their buddies. One second. Alright, so we're going to have some attacks on Kari with advantage. It's going to be one hit. Uh, What's your armor class, Kari? It is definitely 16. Uh, that is only going to be one hit. Uh, okay. But you will take three points of bludgeoning damage from a slingstone. And okay. um, we're going to have some attacks on the bear, I think. Oh, uh, you know what? There's Kane. We're going to have some attacks on Kane. So they're going to run up and kind of surround him with daggers. So they run out into the hall? They ran out into the hall. Okay. They're, they're basically right at the door. Okay. Oh, so. Ooh, he is critically. Did they not attack the bear? Uh, they did not go okay. near the bear. No. Scared of the bear, which makes sense. They were terrified of the bear. All right, that Kane makes perfect takes sense. A pretty sizable. Kane <coughs> takes a pretty sizable stab, uh, eight points of damage. Ooh, but he manages to defend himself against all of the other strikes. Uh, so that is going to put us at the dragon. The dragon glares at the body of Spencius bleeding on the stones turns its face over toward the rest of you, sort of gathered at the doors, and says, You are too late. My ascendance is nigh. Beats its wings, takes to the air, flies up near the vaulted ceiling, sort of swoops low over the bear, and you can see this furnace blast of light and heat run up its long snaking neck to its mouth and it releases this swirling thick napalm like blast of flame that engulfs fluff and stuff and seems to cling to its flesh oh no he's a melty boy hey Dex you want to tell me what's on those four dice you want to tell the people what's on those four dice right there Six, 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 four sixes. Max <laughs> damage to fluff and stuff. Oh no! Rip fluff and press F to pay oh, respects. Oh, and it's like magma. All right. So there is a 
incandescent almost blast of light as this fire rolls out from the dragon over the bear and this agonizing wail of just terrible pain that sort of chokes and dies. And as the flame just kind of rolls onto the ground and it seems to skitter around, almost like when you see uh, liquid nitrogen hit the floor and start uh -huh. boiling and dancing everywhere. That's what this fire is doing on the stones. Uh, and, and you can see just this blackened, shriveled, oily black smoke spewing remains that were once this bear. It is dead. <laughs> and the dragon beats its wings and sort of swoops up back toward the ceiling and hovers there, uh, creating this, this downdraft and two great swirling eddies of this smoke that blast off into the room. Uh, Glaz, your turn. <laughs> uh, so, um, if I'm understanding their configuration correctly, we have four kobolds sort of by the uh, door by the door and you think you can get the two kobold slingers who that's what I was thinking that I can if I can I center this well. so I can get the six of the kobolds it's you know I'm trying to center it for six of them uh, four see. by the door and then assuming there's two slingers somewhere back from our door but within range you know um because it's Eight squares, say it's 40 can, feet across. It's, it's pretty It's pretty damn far. I'm going to say you can even get one of the kobolds who are at the door, so you can get seven of the eight. Okay, so it's all about how big I roll here. Come on, sleep. So Glaz uh, stands there, and he looks down, and he starts to concentrate, and he just does this really sort of resonant low note in his throat, almost like a lullaby and sort of channels that sound down into the ground through his hands, uh, trying to reflect off of the ley lines. I'm not going to risk channeling a ley line because I don't think it's very helpful on a sleep spell, and I don't want this to backfire on me. So he's just going to do it the way he knows because that is a new thing, and this is critical. And mm, Almost like a tolling of a bell. Me some D8s, and let's see how many hit points worth of dudes you put to That's 20 hit points. 20 hit points. All right. So that is going to be four kobolds. So uh, do you want, uh, does it, does it specifically target one's closest to center first? It or? actually goes from lowest, it goes from lowest hit points to highest. So I don't know if they all have the same hit points. That's probably a they random. They all have the same hit points. So I'll let you choose. You get four of them. Um, I'm going to do the four by the door to clear away okay. for Riodan. To get for Kane? for Kane to get in because I think that probably the re we especially with like Cloak and Riodan can in his lashes we probably can take care of these ones that are right in front of us whereas Kane's on his own. So I'll take out okay. the four. I'll put the four by the door to sleep. Sort of stick with the original plan. Stick with the plan. That's what you always do. Stick with the plan. All four of those kobolds are sort of crouched and some kind of dancing from one foot to the other and scattering around Kane and trying to uh, to get around his guard. And, and and one by one, they all just sort of stop, blink, drop their daggers, and collapse. <laughs> so they are all four asleep. Spencius. All right. Cloak, your turn, sir. How dead is the bear? Incredibly if I'm able, dead. if I'm able to get to the bear, like three death saving throws, dead. 
dead, dead. Yeah. Okay, dead, dead. Um, he would be, and we have fucking four kobolds in front of us right now. You have two kobolds in front of you. Two kobolds in front of you. Yeah, and two in slingshot. Uh, I'm going right? to. Uh, I'm going to attack. Uh, one of them. All right. Uh, that's in front of me. Um, Get him. But as uh, and let's uh, do the roll. So I look cool when I do this. Twenty-one. Uh, so this would be one one d eight plus four, so seven damage, uh, seven hit points. Um, okay. Is he done so? What's your intention? You're gonna try and kind of keep moving. Oh, I'm. Him, or? Uh, well, I want to kill him. Not like is sure, he sure, die sure, sure. when I stab him? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah sure. So, yeah. So, um, as like cloak would just walk up nonchalant, like cloak is like changed, like in his face, he like uh. Is just very nonchalant, and he walks up very plain as day, grabs the cold bolt as by the shoulder, which throws it off, and he just stabs it in the chest, and he's like, Carl, we have to kill that dragon now. And he, like, twists it, and then, like, drops the uh, thing uh, on the ground, and then he looks at the other kobolds, like, dead, like, murder stare, like, at everyone. Um, and, uh... That's that's what he's doing this round, uh, and also face. taking like some sort of cover just in case a dragon shows up. The breathe fire on right. everyone. <laughs> did you want? Uh, did you want fluff? Uh, sorry, puff puff to go and do anything? No. Okay. And she will hang back. He would. He would. He would. Because uh, he would like. He would like give her a look, and she probably is just like in a sad dog mode, like backing out of this room to the other okay. room. All right. Uh, so are you standing just still kind of in the doorway where you dropped the where you dropped the cobalt or were you moving anywhere else? Um The dwarf stick with the plan. Uh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make my way to the dwarf and be over by the anvil. Um okay. uh, as you as you approach, she kind of she has uh, her face is kind of drained of color, uh, but you can see that uh, perspiration is sort of uh, coursing down it from the heat in this room. Uh, and she looks up at you, and her eyes are, are wide with fear, but she she relaxes when she realizes that you're neither a kobold nor one of those bandits that she's seen everywhere. Um, so you're uh, over by her and kind of, like, taking cover behind the anvil? Taking cover and, like, can I, as a bonus action, hand her a potion? Uh, you can, yeah, you can, as part of your move, dig a, dig a potion out and, and pass it off. Okay. That, sure. That's what I'm doing. Okay, I can work that down. Uh, then she will uncork the potion and drink it. Nice. It was just a regular healing, I believe. Yes. Yeah, that's a, that's all we have. That's a pretty good roll, though. All right. Uh, so you hear a pop, and you see her shoulder kind of visibly back up into into socket, and she uh, sighs with relief, and color flushes back to her to her cheeks. Yeah, and he's like, she and says, Cloak would just like look at her. Yeah, what was she gonna say? She says, "Thank you." Thank me when we get out of here. Go down. She she nods and kind of scrambles to her feet and sprints toward the door. <laughs> uh, let's see if she can make it out in one go. Front door or almost? Door? Your door is closer. Okay. Oh yeah. You know, uh, she probably has to spend uh, half speed to get up, so she's basically just going to move to uh, take cover behind the anvil from the dragon uh, along with Cloak. Okay. Alright. 
she can't make it to the door this turn. Uh, so that's going to be Paula. Top of the order is going to be Kane. Um, well, he heard you say we need to kill the dragon, probably. So I think he's going to probably take a shot at the dragon. I didn't yell it. He said it very calmly, and like it's very like out of character of Cloak because Cloak's very loud and always cracking oh, jokes. But enough, this was a very right. serious. Yeah. So, so we'll, he we'll said the Sakari standing next to him. We'll have him stick with the plan. So he's going to shoot one of these slinger kobolds, and he puts an arrow okay. through the back of its head, and it collapses down to the ground, twitching. <laughs> so that's going to be Kari. Your turn. I am going to use my other d20 on the dragon and shoot it. Agreeing You're completely. Crit the dragon? I am going to crit the dragon. Uh, All right. Because I completely agree with Cloak. So it is 3 plus 2 is 5, and 6 plus 2 is 8. Aha. 13? I can manage. Uh You only have the plus 2 once. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, 6, 9, 11. All right. The dragon snarls as the uh, the arrow sort of embeds into its scales and then watches as the shaft catches fire and burns. Marking my ammo off my character sheet, and that will be my turn? So are you hmm. still in the doorway? I was just considering that, actually. I was going to ask who was in front of me in the doorway, but... I think Laz is probably right behind you. There is a second kobold kind of to the side of the doorway, which probably should have... Uh, I forgot about it, but that's fine. But uh, keep in mind that there is a second kobold kind of off to the side of the doorway, and he has now sort of regained his senses from what just went down. Shooting the dragon, I think I would want to move back behind the wall. Fair enough. Uh, and wait to be so able to pop out again. Back. Yeah. Go with All right. No problem. That's uh, Kari. Ryodan, your turn, sir. All right, um, let's see here. Um, how many kobolds in front of me right now? One next to the door, uh, and then another one trying to shoot you with arrows from a little farther into the room. Am I close enough to healing words as a bonus action, our dwarven friend? Uh, if you get up in the doorway, yeah. Although okay. you did see her just drink a, a potion of healing, and she looks none the worse for wear now. Okay. Um, well, if that's the case, um, I'm going to shoot the kobold who's going to try and shoot at me as I move up into the doorway. And okay. uh, take a pot shot. Oh, in fact... He's going with the, the tentacle rod or the... I think the tentacle rod, if I, if I can get in range, yeah. Oh, yeah, 15 feet. Easily. 15 feet, yeah. Okay, so that is a 14, a 16, and an 11 to hit. Uh, that will be three, uh, two hits, sorry, two hits. So 2d6. Two Almost. Six. Almost the hat trick. Yeah, can you do <laughs> one on each? Uh, if I can, yeah, I, can I do that? Let me read the description of this. Do they all sure. be on the same target? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. Ha 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 ha! Attack separately. Yeah, uh, yeah. Different tentacles. Sure. Uh, different so you you can put one ten, one one blood lash into each one. Awesome. Uh, so the first one will take three points, and the second one will take three points as well. All right. So they both take three points of damage. They are both badly wounded, and you can see blood streaming from the. Uh... Is there is there no pluses to the tentacle whip? There are. I'm not, just curious. Uh, but if okay. all three hit, then it jacks people up. Right, go on. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Go on, unicorn face. Go away. <laughs> I thought that was a plague right. doctor for a second. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so that's kobolds. Uh, we have two nasty bleeding kobolds in front of you. So one is going to... Uh, the other one is going to move up, and they're both going to stab at Riodan with their daggers. No! Constance. Uh, that's only a 13. Uh, that's going to do it, I'm afraid. Uh, sorry, it was a 14 anyway, but all right. So that's one hit, and the second one will in fact miss. That will get turned aside Ooh. by your armor. Uh, but you will take uh, four points of piercing damage from one of these daggers. Ouch. Okay. Noted. Uh, and that is going to be it, because, let's see, dead, asleep, uh, yep, yep, that's it for the kobolds, they are snoring. Kobolds, uh, the dragon, let's see if his breath recharges. Interesting. All right, so at this Was point, that a good interesting or a bad interesting? Uh, we will We see. don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Let's fine. see. Cain has a bow drawn, so he is going to dive at Cain with his maw sort of gaping open and this blazing uh, napalm-like fire sort of running down his jaws like drool. And he snaps his jaws at Cain. Oh no. And is going to hit him. He's going to deal some piercing and fire damage to him. Oh, no. Ow. Quite a bit of damage, actually. Uh, does anybody know Kane's hit points off the top of my off the top of your head? No. Because I don't know if you guys have access to his uh, character sheet. Yeah, whoever's I'm the DM probably can open right his now. sheet. Yeah, I think I can. Let me let me look in there for it. Yeah, I got it. Uh... His, his uh, hit points are 16. I'm looking. I'm, that's what I'm looking. His hit points are 16. His, his hit points AC are 16. Wow. All right. All right. Uh, the, there is a uh, horrible snapping and burning sound, and you can hear this strange, hollow <gasps> of pain that seems to come from Whisper, the owl, uh, and Kane hits the floor. He is dying. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. And the dragon Damn. sort of peels away with this <laughs> deep guttural laugh and uh, flies back up into the like uh, chamber and circles over the blazing portal. Glass, your turn. Stick with the plan, stick with the plan, stick with the plan. Um, so Gla does Glass have line of sight? On because I I think Rio Dan I don't know whether Rio Dan did you get in front of me or are you still behind me I when you went, um, went to shoot them or with yeah, your, your with your lashes I, I imagine I got in front of you so as not to get you in the tentacles yeah yeah so does Glass have line of sight sort of through the door at the dragon can he or is he too high in the room uh, the dragon is about twenty five feet up at this point so you'll have to push past Rio Dan into the chamber to get a good look at the dragon and that's going to put me right there with the kobolds. Yes. Is there a way... Is there a way that Glass is going to be able to get past the kobolds without getting within their reach from... I mean, okay. I mean, they're basically on either side of the doorway. So you can put yourself into the midst of them. There's space in between them. 
Okay, then I'm going to do something... But not stick with the plan. Uh, it's an action to drink a potion, yes? It is an action to drink a potion, yeah. Or to feed it to someone. Uh, Glaz is going to drink the potion of heroism that we got. Ooh, nice. And run past the kobolds, trying to only invoke one opportunity attack, hopefully. Uh, mm. I going to get both. Since they're kind of flanking the door, there's really no way to do that. If you're okay. going to move out away from the door, they're both going to get the strike at you. Okay, then I'm going to have to... Unless unless you kind of... Uh, yeah, no, there's really no way to do yeah, it. Yeah, because otherwise my spell my spell's going to have disadvantage because I a ranged spell with people in melee has disadvantage, Correct. right? Yes. So he drank this to have the extra hit points to take what he might have to take. So he drinks his heroism potion. All right. He's- so you feel this uh, this surge run through your veins, and I believe you have ten temporary hit points, and you I are do. now blessed for the next hour. So does my blessings? Uh, do my blessings stack? They do not. I didn't think so, but <laughs> uh, and he's going to run through the door and sort of run down here to the corner, you know, the, to the uh, southwest corner. Um, in order okay. to get a, you know, take cover behind the, put, put the, try to be, get behind the anvil and get ready to cast a spell next time. Um, actually, uh, after drinking the potion, can I, do I have enough time to decide whether this, uh, cistern is filled with water or oil to determine oh, that? As you get close to it, you can, you can, you can easily so, yeah. take a look. Yeah. Um, so, uh, well, I, I, do you want to do your attacks first? Oh yeah, yeah, sure. So as you as you dart past the kobolds, they're both going to try to stab you. Oof! One is going to get you with a twenty-two. Yep. And yeah, the other one's going to get you as well. So that's two two kobold stabs. So you're going to take three and five for a total of eight piercing damage. Okay. Doesn't manage to break your temporary hit points. Yep. Uh, and then run down here, you know, sort of yep. to see whether it's water or... Yeah, as, as you get close, you can look into one of the cisterns. It looks like it's full, full of, filled with uh, water. Is it big enough for glass to get into? Uh, yes. Yeah. Glass jumps into it, uh, thinking that being in water in case napalm comes at him is maybe will help? <laughs> being immersed in water might help. We will see if you have to deal with any fire. <laughs> or you're gonna boil alive, you know? Yeah. You know, steam. Because right. so when you, worse when you than jump fire. into the water, Glass, when, when you jump into the water, uh, the water, even though this room is swelteringly hot, the water is very, very cool. Oh, it's magic water. Hey, mm. it's, not, it's magic water, everybody. His <laughs> Glass jumps in. Are you yelling that at Cloak? Please yell then. <laughs> oh yeah, no glass is excited. Uh, it it yeah. is very cool, and as you get into it, you know you you might expect you, you might expect that it's like fetid or or nasty or putrid. It's not. It's clean, clear, and very very cool. Hey, All the right. water is nice. Uh, the water is fine. Jump right in, and <laughs> uh, you see glass yeah. sploosh. Oof. Uh, cloak, your turn, sir. Uh, so I hear Glass talking about how the water is cool, which, mm-hmm. uh, piques, uh, Cloak's interest. Uh, so he would turn to, uh, the dwarven lady who's about to bolt out the door. Yeah. Um, how do we put that out? Real quick, tell me. Uh, she'll say, I can do it, but it takes time. 
How long? What do you have to do? <laughs> she, she says, too long. And that's about all you can do, as far as talking back and forth. Okay. Um... Oh, the, the plan went. We, plan went south. I was gonna say, yeah. I don't know whether you have my whether you have my quarter staff or not to give to her. I mean, we talked about it, but also the plan. I didn't have. We didn't have time. I mean, we were like I, all I sitting think, there, and it went early. Yeah. So um, it went. It went. It went ham really quick. Um, so am I able to uh, attack when the kobolds that are hanging out by the door and getting back behind the anvil? For cover, uh, you. Let's see. You're behind the anvil. Five, ten. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, you can dart, or it, attack one of the kobolds, and then if you want to, fade back to the anvil for cover, yeah. Uh, or that, or can I do the same thing as Glass is doing and jump in one of the pots? Yep. Because Glass is smart, and so I, that's what I want to do. So, uh, I'm going to attack. Let's uh, do this attack. Okay. Huh. Uh, 16. Oh, hit. that that totally hits a kobold. Alright. Uh, 7 damage. Uh, all right, so you sort of uh, dart forward. The saber lashes out from under under Cloak's red cloak, and uh, you see the kobold stiffen, and its head starts to loll to the left, and its body falls to the right. <laughs> Nap time, and, and then he he and he runs in whoop, into the <laughs> the water pot. Yeah, so so you have just enough speed to kind of jump up, grab the lip of the cistern, and pull yourself in. Um, for you, you might actually have to tread water to to, <laughs> to keep your head above water. Okay, because you're you're pretty short, and it's uh it's it's big. It's like almost fifty five gallon drum size. Okay, okay. I mean that's fine. I'm able to get out though if I need to. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah totally, okay. totally. I'm just giving you a sense of the the scale and and like like the one glass is in the water is very cool and clear and like it doesn't have any nastiness floating in it. Uh, any any of the any of that. Uh, Does it right. seem so magical was... in nature? Real quick. Uh, I mean, given the fact that it remained, it's remaining cool in this blast furnace, uh, and everything else in this place shows sign of just centuries of wear and neglect. You seem like there's probably something magical at work here. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, all right, so that's cloak. Uh, you, uh, we're gonna have Puff Puff stay back, basically, unless unless you call for her. Um, Paula is going to dart forward, scoop up one of the fallen daggers from the kobold, and drive it into the surviving kobold's ear, which she does successfully. She grabs it and just rams the blade into the side of the little draconic head with her, and you can see her now. She's not wearing, like, long sleeves or anything like that. Her arms are just thick slabs of beef with burn scars and cuts, and she just drives the blade right in, and you hear the crunch of bone shattering, and she kicks it out of the way and and runs into the, the side room with you guys. Uh, she makes eye contact with Riodan for a moment, and there's a there's a kind of a moment of recognition. And hello, huh? <laughs> <laughs> got a job to finish. Uh, so Kane is going to make a death saving throw. Oof. He passes. It's one success. Stay at him, boy. <laughs> uh, oh, you know what? All right. So just about the same time this is happening. 
Glaz, you hear that sudden screeching surge in the Song of the Leyline again that stabs through your mind, and you all hear Glaz kind of wince in pain, uh, just in time to feel this blistering wave of heat burst from the portal, and you can see the flames now turning this uh, bluish color. The red and orange is being overtaken by blue, and that ring is starting to swirl. I need everybody to make a constitution saving throw, please. DC 10. Even if we're in the water? Uh, I will give you... I'll give you advantage in the water. Okay. I'm behind a wall, so I'm assuming still yes? Yeah, if you're not in the room, if you're not in the Great Forge or at the open door, then you're fine. So basically, Glaz and... uh, Glaz and Cloak can roll with advantage because of their... um, their water, and Riodan and Kane will have to make rolls. I rolled a 17. Uh, pass. You pass! Cool. Whew. Nice. 12 for Glass, even with advantage. You pass. Yep, Ooh. 10 or better. Okay, so the uh, uh, how did Cloak do? Uh, I got 19. Oh, perfect. All right, so the heat rolls over you, and you can feel it kind of blister and prickle your skin, and your the ends of your hair might even start to curl in the massive heat. But it doesn't uh, it doesn't give you any other adverse effects. Uh, the dragon okay. seems to revel in this sudden burst of fire that that in uh, heat that fills the room. Kari, your turn. Kane is at the double doors. You could take the back way, but it might take a long time. There's uh, there. Yes. Dead or asleep. The are all dead or sleeping. Yep. Uh, so I think what you could do, Kari, is you could run to the south, uh, the south corner anvil there, and that's casting shadows from the, from the furnace, and you could step into that shadow, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, ooh, no, not quite, huh? Yeah, with the misty uh, step, it's not quite far enough. Right, you can't quite get close enough to get out into the hallway where you know there are shadows that you can see, but yeah. No, I'm going to shoot the dragon with my bless then, because that is, if we kill everything, then I can save him. Uh, So, that's a plus four modifier, right? Uh, Well, you roll a d4. Okay. Oh, roll a d4. Okay, so there's uh, the attack, and it's a critical fail, so it doesn't matter, so it doesn't matter. Oh, alright, so the, uh, it sort of bats the arrow away with its wing harmlessly into the, uh, into the side there. I'm going to hide behind the wall again. anywhere? Did you want oh, to yeah, I'm back getting, into the every every single time? It's just presume unless I say otherwise that it's going to be a boop 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 boop. All right. Uh, so the problem here. Oh, that's right. You're still in the armory, aren't you? Um, mm-hmm, because of mm-hmm, where the dragon mm-hmm. is, you actually can't see it from from in the hallway. But I think you can push past Riodan and back. Okay. Uh, you can basically push past Riodan, but then you end up right behind him. You don't have enough speed to get back behind the wall. Because you have to push through okay. and then back, if that makes sense. Okay. 
So you're you're basically right behind Riodan in the in the, the doorway alcove there. Uh, next is Riodan. You ah. can see Kane's crumpled form bleeding in the doorway. Yes, I was just thinking that. Am I able to get close to him? Uh, well, let's see. You can get almost to the door with a single move, but that kind of puts you in the open. Uh, I just want to get... I want to get close enough to just bonus action healing word him, really. Can I, I can see him, right? You could... Yeah, you just need to get within 30 feet of him, which actually you can do with a single move. Okay, yeah, I will move towards him and I will use my uh, bonus action healing word to try right. and pull that off. Yeah. So you call down a holy word of Marena, give me a d4 plus wisdom modifier. Uh, let's do that for 7 points of damage. Way. Alright, so, uh, so you hear a... <gasps> gasp of pain and surprise as Kane's eyes snap open as the positive energy washes over him. So he is conscious. Uh, you have an action remaining. Would you yeah. like to use your action? Because you're kind of standing in the middle of the room right let's now. Let's do that. That's, that's tentacle... Oh wait, let's use my action to dash back away from this because I don't want to be in the middle of a room of a dragon. So I'm going <laughs> to kind of scoot in and then whoop, scoop, scoot out again. So do you want to dash back to where you came from or kind of forward around the 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 main doorway where Kane is. You're actually closer to the main doorway at this point. Oh, okay, yeah. If I'm close to the main door, I'll, I'll head back that way. So sort of like here-ish. All right, so, and, and then you can yeah. kind of duck around the corner to get right, cover right. from the dragon. It'd actually have to come out into the hallway to threaten you at that point. Cool. All right, uh, so you can see once you dart out there, you kind of just hug the wall and whip around into the, uh, in, into the corner of, of the hallway there. You can see the... Um, uh, that Kane's owl is sort of pressed itself into the far corner opposite you and is staring intently at Kane's body. Interesting. All right. Uh, Riodan, kobolds continue to snore. The Dargan. All right. So uh, the dragon beats its wings and dives forward. Toward Glads. I have done nothing to and you. Why it, are you uh, mad at me? Thirty. <laughs> uh, so it's basically right above you, Glads, and drives its giant jaws down towards your face. Can it get through the top? <laughs> the barrel? Uh, so you manage to kind of duck down into the barrel and it bites down and you hear the screeching and grinding of stone and it actually takes a chunk out of the top of the, the cistern's lip as it tears it away and you see some of that molten, that almost liquid fire sort of pour down onto the stone and drip into the water and then solidifies into this almost charcoal-like blob that sinks down to the bottom of the cistern. Oof! And it uh, so it, it narrowly misses you and uh, beats its wings again and flies up toward the ceiling. Uh, did the water look like it have a good effect on it? Uh, it looked like it snuffed the flames. All right, so so he's back up in the air toward the ceiling, maybe twenty feet uh, along the wall toward the double doors from glass, but way up at the ceiling. Okay. Uh, all right, so that's the dragon. Glass, your turn, sir. So, a uh, quick question. 
um, with this surge of the ley line, uh, is Glass able to determine is this still as though it's a weak ley line, or is this now like opened up and is now like a strong ley line? Like, has the strength of it's the ley line increased? A, it's definitely still a it's definitely still a weak ley line, um, but you suspect its effects are no longer locked. Right. Uh, so if you draw on it to your magic, um, it, it would have a, a more unpredictable effect, and that is entirely possible that it could surge extra power into uh, what you're doing. Okay. Um, stick with the plan. Stick with the plan. Um, so, Glaz, I'm going to, if you allow me to do it, Glaz is going to channel uh, the ley line. Instead of rolling for the check, I would like to use a nat 20. Absolutely. Because I don't want to mess up on the check. And so then it's I roll a d10 to see what it does. You roll a d10 to see what it does. On and a if nine. you have your hero's handbook... Yep, I got it right here. Creature damage by your spell you is also uh, a creature damaged by your spell is also knocked prone unless it makes a successful strength saving throw. I don't know what that means Ooh. to a flying dragon. That's really bad to a flying creature. So, so uh, what are you, what spell are you casting at it? Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to cast. I'm going to use my other nat twenty to shoot Witchblade at it. And I'd love to theme it that as basically oh, which, as he which pulls hole? away with his mouth that I just shoot this thing right up into his jaws. All so right. So yeah, you, you pulled your hand out uh, sort of like uh, palm and fingers down over the ground and you can feel the lay energy flowing out of this portal and pulsing and just saturating the stones of the room and you tap into that energy and then reverse it. And this bluish purple arc of energy blasts down from Glass's fingers into the stones, snakes along the wall, and then bursts out into the dragon's face. So uh, that'll be a critical hit. Go ahead and give me 2d12. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I rolled a 2 and a and a 4, so it's 6. 6. All right, but six he has to, I guess, the strength The dragon thing. screams in pain and rage. And has to make a strength saving throw, is that right? Yep, strength saving throw. Uh, what is your... I believe it's your save DC, is the, the DC of all the saving Come throws, Come on, right? Glass. Uh, yes. yes. Glass, Glass, uh, Glass. my save DC, it's only a 12. <laughs> That's okay. 12. Better than a 10. We, we need to work right. on boosting your intelligence. So, <laughs> the dragon, as the lightning arcs into it, begins to convulse, and it loses control of its wings. It spirals down and oh! crashes into the stones. Dude, you, when you knock on my friends. <laughs> so uh, he's going to take a bit of falling damage. A little bit, but a little bit helps, right? You hear uh, just a bone-crunching thump as it falls to the stones, and it kind of twitches there as the energy arcs through its body. Uh, that was Glaz. You want to move anywhere? Or are you good where you are? Oh, I duck back down into into the barrel. <laughs> Don't hurt Cloak, my your friends. Turn, glug, 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 glug. <laughs> where? How far away is this dragon from me? Uh, from you. Let's see. You're behind the northern anvil. Is that right? Uh, no, I'm in the the water pot. Uh, oh, you're in the, the barrel. North, across okay, from, so yeah. so the dragon is essentially in the uh, the ten foot square caddy corner to the front door. Uh, if that makes sense. Um, oh, okay. So, so um, 
30. If you could go 30 feet, you'd be in range. Uh, yeah. Let's see. 5, um, 10, 15, 20, 25. No, you... Yeah, yeah. 20. You, There's something I want to try, and it might sure. seem crazy, and I kind of want to bring it up to the group. Uh, I'm going to fill my bag full of water, my backpack, and run up to the fire and dump it on it. The on, like fire? the fire on the on the top of the dais. Yes. Um. Ooh, kill the dragon. Uh, I I would say it looks like intensely like magical, crazy, weird, not normal fire. I can tell. Okay, you that. so but I thought this was magical water, so that's where I kind of had the oh, idea okay. from. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Uh, uh, because this no water is un. I have no yeah, idea. Have, okay, but I, I can no make idea. it to the dragon and stab it. Uh, you could probably make it to the dragon and stab it if you didn't have to climb over the lip of the cistern, so I'll let you do that. I'll let you not spend speed to climb out if you can make a successful, uh, athletics check. Okay. Um, yeah, because, like, and also, if I think about it narratively, Cloak would go after the dragon. Uh, fuck. All right. Plus, plus one. Here we go. Uh, 17. That'll pass. That'll do it. All right. So uh, I'll, I'll say you can basically kind of vault. Uh, kind of, you like sort of flip over the edge of the, uh, the cistern and use that momentum to carry you uh, forward and and sprint between the two anvils toward the toward the prone dragon. Okay. Uh, my my sword wet with this magical water. I just want to see if this fucking does something. I'm fucking stabbing the prone fucking dragon. Uh, is there an advantage right. when you is something prone in your attacking at melee? You have okay. advantage when you're uh, next to it. Yes. Uh, and it's disadvantage if you're using melee. Uh, if, all my it's D&D. disadvantage if you're farther than five feet away. Yeah. Hold on. Uh, here we go. Uh, a 19. 19 will get him. You slash oh. into his scales and you see a few of them shatter. Uh, Alright, so this be 9 damage. And he's not saying, he's not, he doesn't have, he doesn't have one line, he's just like stabbing into its uh, thing and hopefully fucking it up. Uh, and then right. getting ready for its like movement. Okay, so yeah, you just, you just got a good piece of it. Let's uh, cloak. There is another sudden burst of flame from the portal, and you can see that bluish color is now overtaking more of it, and uh, the the sound and heat is beginning to intensify, and this roaring is starting to drown out other noise in this room. I need everybody in the room to make another constitution saving throw, please. DC 10. Uh, still, if I'm in the water, um, I've got still an advantage. Glass, yeah, you have advantage. And, if, advantage. and okay. if I'm not in the room, I'm Do good, I have right? advantage from... Sorry. Do I have advantage if uh, uh, I was am wet? My cloak is wet. No, no, not anymore. <laughs> God damn it! I tried. Glass got a twenty-two. Shit! I got a Glass. six. Shit, a six. cloak. All right. Oof. Kane. Kane rolled a two. So Kane and cloak. The heat is becoming unbearable, and you can feel your body temperature starting to rise uncomfortably in response to it, and your head starts to swim a little. You guys have one level of exhaustion. Okay. What's that so mean? That, the effect of that is you have disadvantage on ability checks. 
Okay, so does that mean like attack rolls or just saving no, throws? No, no, just ability checks. Oh, not, wait, not even wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. I have bless. You should Damn roll it. before and edit. Yes. I did. It's a nine. Oh. It, is a, it nine. was a nine. Oh, no. It was so close. Oh, no. But yeah. All right. Yeah. So so no, you have disadvantage on ability checks. So if you ever need to make like strength or dexterity checks or or skill okay. or skill checks, those sorts of things. Okay. Uh, attack rolls and saving throws are not impaired. Okay. That's going to bring us up to Kane. So Kane, kind of gasping in the heat, will grab his bow and roll to his feet. Uh, ah, you can see the dragons on the ground, though. Um, you know, he does not want to get close to that dragon right now, him and his massive seven hit points. So he's going to scoop back, take some cover behind the wall, and take a shot at it, even though he's going to be at disadvantage. He's a good shot. Uh, Kane knows cure, light, uh, cure wounds, doesn't he? Yeah. I think he's going to drop a cure wounds into himself. <laughs> Uh, I want to say he knows that. He knows that in another ranger spell, not Hunter's Mark, though. Right. Uh, Ooh, he rolls rolls very well. So, uh, Kane, following that spell, looks like he has shrugged off the uh, near deadly injuries that he had just sustained. And he kind of breathes an easy breath for the first time since this battle began. Uh, That is Kane. So, that moves us to Kari. I am going to shoot at the dragon again, uh, moving out from where uh, so I So you'll actually hiding. have to move into yep. the room at this point, because the anvil is between you and the dragon, and where it is and how big the anvil is is actually going to provide it total cover. 5, 10, 15, so you'll actually 20, 25, move, like, basically, 30? Basically, like, up next to the anvil, and you can shoot it. Okay. Uh, awesome. And, and you'll, have dis- you'll have disadvantage, because it's prone. Okay. Oh, that is not what I meant to grab at all. My bad. Uh, ooh, 12. A 12, no. Uh, the arrow just kind of clatters off of its its uh, formidable hide. Cry curses. Riodan, your turn, sir. Okay. Um, is there still kobolds around this corner if I pick my head around? They're kind of lying scattered on the floor, but yeah. Well, yep. The dragon's still up in the air. On the ground. No, the no. dragon is on the ground. Oh, on the ground. Sorry. Melee attack. Uh, Melee gonna... attack. Yeah, and, I'm gonna... and let's and I'll just I'll just remind you guys that there is still arcs of lightning linking between Glaz's hands through the wall and and blasting into the dragon. Yeah, I'm going to run up with my if I can get close enough to it with my tentacle uh, sword to give it a thwacking. Absolutely can. All right, oh, so did. if you get right up next to it, uh, you will have three at advantage. Three at advantage. Is it, it range attacks? Hang on, oh, are they range attacks or melee attacks? Let me check for you. Let's double check that. Real I think they have reach, is what it was. If it's reach, then, then let me look at a sanguine lash. Because it's uh, tentacle. It, they should be a reach. It's the oh, yep, it's a melee rolls. attack with reach. Yep. 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 So okay. if you get so next one to hit. it, you'll have you'll have advantage on these. If you yeah, get I'll, next to it. I'll definitely do that. Um, okay. for a... The AC of the dragon is 17. That is a total of three hits, which yeah, makes a special figure. Which means that it can roll me a, a DC 15 con save. Uh, Alright, he will pass that handily. 
he was right, fair on enough. the die. Fair enough. Cool things would have happened. Nonetheless, I still yeah, deal... Yeah, so you can see the, the lashes kind of wrap around it and dig in with these blood, these solidified blood barbs, and you can see it trying to pull the blood out of him, but he kind of snarls, and they they sort of evaporate off and then reform as they lash back to your handle. How much damage total? Uh, six points of damage in total. Dragon. So let's see. We've got uh, Riodan behind him. Glaz in... F or Sorry, not Glaz. Uh, Cloak next to him. And then Kari, where did you end up? I Top ended up beside the anvil. Beside the anvil. All right. Then uh, bleeding profusely and its breath coming in these like... You know the sound of when you bellows a fire or a forge? That's what it sounds like when this thing breathes. <laughs> No, I will not be laid low here. Not by you. Die! And I need a dexterity saving throw from Cloak and Kari. Ooh. And this is a disadvantage. Oh. What's that? I'm going to crit. I'm going to crit my, gonna, my roll. Just going to spend a 20? All right. That's yeah. a, that's a Fuck good yeah. time for it. <laughs> I can't use my channel divinity to give me a plus 10 on this, can I, instantly? Or am I... I that's an action? It's on, it's on uh, checks, not saving throws. Fuck! That's a crit! No, it's not in the, oh my it's God. Not in the thing! Hey, if you rolled a 20... If you rolled a 20 but missed the box, I'm comfortable with it. I trust you guys. Okay, I was just I so you. heartbroken right now. I believe it you. It was on the I chat part of it. Worst you're you're a pretty good actress, player. Tia, but you're not that good of an actress for that okay. not to real. <laughs> 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 All right, I'm so like tearing up. I'm like, have... no, please. <laughs> that, is a, that is thankfully a much worse role than the one with which I incinerated Fluff and stuff. Uh, after your successful saving throws, that will be 10 fire damage. <laughs> Uh, All right. uh, I am it, uh, successful is a total of 10 fire damage oh yeah it would have been 20 if you failed I'm down oof alright Kari's down Cloak you still up yeah I'm, right, I'm bloody I, I'm exactly sure. I have 20 hit points so <laughs> right, right right so uh, so yeah you, your, uh, your mask is maybe like cracked at the corner and you can feel around your eyes your skin has begun to blister from this heat and this this almost living flame trying to curl around your mask and get inside your armor. Kari shrieks in agony and you hear her body drop to the ground behind you and you can smell this smell that's like almost smells like cooked meat. Cooked meat. Oh, sounds uh, like smells like Chinese food. Yeah. <laughs> the dragon, smells like sulfur. Uh, the dragon flips itself up to its feet and is going to take wing. So if you like, you can take an opportunity attack. Who me? Yeah. Oh yeah, fuck yeah, I am. Oh, I oh fuck Riodan yeah, but too, yeah. Um, yeah, I should take an attack of opportunity, right? Uh, Riodan, you can't use the like lashy ability of your thing, but you can attack with it as a scourge. Yeah. Okay, let's. Yep. Uh, no, no advantage. Give me that roll. Oh shit! Uh, well, luckily I <laughs> rolled. What the Not fuck? One. They were both um, nine, so. It was that, right, yeah. They were both one. nines anyway, so a thirteen. Okay, uh, that's fine. Uh, did you remember your bless? Oh shit! Hold on. Oh, it might make it. Huh? 
16. Uh, oh, it misses. 16. 16. 16 misses by one. This All is right. the blue uh, balls of blessing. <laughs> All right. So now here's, here's for the sad part. It's going to fly uh, 30 feet back which is going to move it out of range of you, Glaz, and the uh, the tether of lightning breaks, ending your spell. Oh! Uh, uh, double check me on that. It is 30-foot range on It is 30-foot range. Right? Yeah, and I believe if it moves out of range, the spell ends. Is ever outside the spell's range or has total cover from you? Yep. Yep, there we go. All right, so that is the Dargan... Uh, Glaz, your turn. Damn it. Uh, I am worried that that fire might do heal it or something, so I am going to cast Chill Touch on it. Okay. And you know what? I'm going to try to channel, channel the ley line again before I do that. All right. Are you going to make the check or? I'm going to make the check. I'm out of 20s. So I need to. Uh, oh, wait. No. Okay. Do I. I can keep it be the nine if I don't change or do I have to check every time? No, you have to check every time you cast. The yeah, yeah. So I need to do the check. Uh, ooh, should I risk it, guys? Might knock him out of the sky. Risk again. it for the biscuit. It's a DC 10. Risk for it for the biscuit. Yep. It's just risk a DC for 10. The Oh. And I've got bless. Bless works on it, right? It does. It's a no, 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 no. It's not a saving throw. It's not a saving throw. It's D and D. Let's roll the dice. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, it's an eight. That's <laughs> an eight. All right, but it's not. So by, it's you, not uh, by five. It has out, to be by you five. Reach for... out to the massive flows of energy coursing through you through your bond to this ley line, and you you sort of grab a hold of it, but you can't shape it. And another of those surges of power rushes through the line and a belch of these cinders that begin flying around the room, almost like fireflies, but they're little specks of living flame. And it kind of stings your eyes and the side of your face and you lose your concentration on it and aren't able to channel it successfully. But you can still cast your spell. You didn't backlash. Yep. Yeah. So. And I'm going to use my bless. Come on. 15 it misses 15 no good it uh it basically bites through this spectral version of your hand that rises up out of the ground at it and dissipates it damn you uh, cloak your turn sir um he you would take this opportunity Ragged um, wheezing to put a, behind you put Put that face, put his hand over Kari's face like this, and cast Cure Wounds. And as she wakes up, and he's like, and then jump over her, and then um, hide behind this anvil, uh, taking cover. The top anvil, or the one you're right next to? Uh, the top, the one I moved Cloak up to, the top anvil up there. Uh, uh, so remember, she's not, gonna I'm, remember that I'm not on fantasy ground. All right. The oh, north, okay. The well, northwestern anvil. He's on the west side of the northwestern. Okay, got anvil. it. Yeah. All right, so you uh, you lay your hand on Kari's face and those for three hit spectral, <laughs> spectral green vines snake their way onto her head and give her three hit points back. And then you hightail it behind some massive iron hard cover. Uh, yeah. Kari, you're awake, and everything hurts. 
<laughs> and I'm casting cure wounds on myself. Well, we'll we'll, uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Oh no! Uh, all right. So uh, yet again, there is another sudden burst of flame from the portal. I need everybody who's in the Great Forge to make a Constitution saving throw. Oh, that's me. Uh oh, <laughs> guys. Uh oh, spaghetti. Okay. Uh, uh, sixteen. Randy or bless. I think you're good. Plus. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and bless. Hold Two. on. But I'm okay. good anyway. It's 15. So. Yeah, you're good anyway. 19. Cool. Okay. DC is 10. Yep. Glass is on a thir- 16. Okay. I rolled an 8. Uh, With your bless? bless? You are, I'm are not you blessed. blessed. Oh, you're not you're blessed. Not. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah, all right. That's so right. The, the heat is starting to just oppressively bear down on you. You're, you're not from this climate. What is What is this? overheating business why why does anyone do this you're not sure but uh you're you're starting to feel the weight of your armor pulling down on you and you have a, one level of exhaustion Ooh. Uh, <laughs> kane is going to uh duck out and take a shot at the dragon come on kane you will you will hit it for wrong die or the right die Oh my god. Damn it, and it hurts. Alright, so the arrow whizzes through the air and tears through one of the dragon's luminous wing membranes, and it begins to drip this um this bright orange, almost looks like uh like molten metal blood. T one thousand. Did we take Ari, another ten da- we didn't take ten damage from that? Okay. No, 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 not, was it, not, it not was 10 exhaustion. damage. It was, exhaustion. Sorry, if you, Kari, did you fail the DC 10 concept? No, I made it. Okay. You made it. All right, so you avoided taking exhaustion. The, the heat from the portal is beginning to uh, to cause you to suffer basically heat Is stroke. drinking a potion a full action, or? It is indeed an action. I'm going to drink the healing potion. Okay. It's 1d8 for the that ones 2D4, that we need. 2d4 plus 2. 2d4 is a grand total of 4 plus that is 6. Okay. Yep, we're getting there. Nice. Uh, and I will try to hide behind the anvil, maybe, from the dragon? So you can, like, you can scoop up your fallen bow and you can move around behind the anvil, but you don't have an action left to hide. You can certainly move behind it. I'm going to move behind it, but yeah, okay, that will be... Uh, and if you had any mind to, remember that when you're on the opposite side of the anvil from the portal, you, the, the dais, you are in shadow. That is true. So I still have a bonus action for my misty. So just, just keep, keep that in mind if you decide you ever want to use it. Yes. Okay. That is my turn, then. Good for now. All right. So that's going to be Riodan. Your turn, sir. Oh dear. <laughs> uh how's Carrie looking now that she's gone back up and healed? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alright, Carrie, take a bonus action uh healing word. Uh which is for seven points. Man, I'm on fire today. Man, I am I am I'm good. And so you hear the, still the name of... Up above me? Sorry, go ahead. What, what's that? Yeah, the dragon is not above you. It's up near the ceiling. Uh, it's, it's about 10 feet off the ground, and it's at the other side of the, the chamber. So at this point, it is... It's basically just in front of the other anvil, uh, across the way. 
on the other side of the double doors. Right, Kari. So uh, the, with the, the name of Marena on his lips, you can feel this surge of positive energy swell through your body and you feel your skin be- uh, grow supple again and a bunch of that burnt, blistered horribleness just sort of sloughs off, revealing healthy skin beneath. Magic. Uh, so that's Riodan. Did you want to move anywhere or take uh, <laughs> I can't reach it right Shoot, now with my uh, with my tentacle attacks, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like if you're you're sort of on the left side of the double doors doorway, uh, if you like step five feet to the to the right, you can reach it with the tentacles. Okay, let's do that. I'm gonna be five feet to yeah. the right, and it's spanking with the tentacles for right. a twelve, a twenty-seven, yes. and Hit. a thirteen. One hit. Two hits? Oh, one hit. Uh, five points of damage. One tentacle. Ow! What? Hey, I've got, like, the Balrog's whip right points. now. Dragon. Oh, no. Alrighty. Oh, and I'm going to move out of this room back around the corner. Oh! Sure. <laughs> That's so you're going to go back out into the hallway, kind yep, of around just the way there? Dive back in. I'll be right back! I'll say. All right. There. Uh, one, two, three, four. Glass is in the in the barrel. In the water. Yeah. He did not like that uh, that spell at all. So he is going to drive himself like a comet, trailing smoke and ash behind him from his bleeding wounds toward that cistern, and just rakes it with a horrible roiling gout of flame. Laz, go ahead and make me a dexterity saving throw, please. Do I get advantage because I'm in the barrel? Uh, you do not get advantage against this, but uh, uh, you know what? I'll give you some cover so you have a plus two bonus to your saving throw. Plus two bonus? Yeah, just a plus two bonus. You can do it, Glaz! Okay, and this is a dexterity saving throw, and I don't have any nat 20s left. Uh, ooh, or do I? Uh, you... Well, do I have a nat 20 left? Yeah, maybe have one. You do, you I do see, have one. I see one. I, I, I'm going to use it. I've, I've, heard, I've, heard, like, plinking, I, I've heard like plinking sounds. Have people been donating? You might have gotten a new one, yeah. Okay, yes. In that case, I will use uh, it. Okay, all I right. So you, you, uh, you burn your nat 20, and you see him coming. You can see the intent in its draconic eyes that are just this sort of blazing yellow firelight inside of these blackened sockets. So you know what's about to happen. You just take a breath and duck under the water. <laughs> Yes, glass to hold his nose, and he's like blowing out the whole time, like an old, like like a little kid. <laughs> so that would be twenty nine. You succeeded on your saving throw, so so that is a that is a fourteen. You are immersed in water, which gives you resistance to fire damage, which is seven. Whew. So this this uh, this horrible living flame scorches the side of the cistern. And it kind of rounds off the jagged edges where it bit the lip off, and it just kind of melts the very sharp corners down to uh, down to rounded and softer. And the water begins to sort of it doesn't really boil, but it just kind of flash steams around you. Uh, and the dragon swoops past and flies up toward the north. Oh, he's still in the air? God damn it. Oh, yeah, he's still in the air. So he's now kind of uh, 10 feet above the ground in between the two uh, western anvils. So Kari and, and Cloak, you're just like, oh, shit. 
uh, Glaz, as you uh, as you kind of come to your senses and you can feel those just uh, you know probably first and second degree burns over the top uh, third of your body, uh, you can see the water in the cistern begins to rise. And in seconds, it's back up to the level it was when you climbed it. Yeah, Glaz like put like like squeezes like the, the crispy tips of his ears that were yeah, out of the top. Yeah. <laughs> Ow. Yeah, you have like big clumps <laughs> of just charred hair. Yeah. All right. Uh, that was the dragon. So, Glaz, your turn. Um. So I'm gonna try channel this ley line again. All right. Come on, Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Nine. Nine. <laughs> Not good enough. Not good enough. But he is gonna do try to cast the uh, chill touch again. All right. With a bless, it won't. They'll never make it. Yep, only a twelve. Glass just uh, as his ears are scorched, he hear that throbbing you always feel after a burn. He, yep. he just can't get get it pulled together. Cloak, that really hurt. <laughs> Is there a way I can get in melee range? Because he's like flying in between the two anvils. Can I like jump off the anvil and be like driving the sword into him? Yeah, possibly. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can you can uh, kind I of w- like yeah, put your foot up on <clears throat> one of the carvings. So you're up on the sides of the anvils. They're very intricately carved with these relief images of dwarven smiths creating mighty weapons, and it's easily enough to give you hand and toe holds, so you can scamper up the side onto the top of the anvil. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I want to drive my sword into him, uh, and I want to use my last crit. Ooh! All right. Give me some damage. All right. Uh, so let's do the first roll. Uh, abilities. Um, and I'll explain this in a second as we roll the damage. Uh, so two, uh, six damage uh, plus six. So 12 damage in total. Um, as he goes and he just like gets in between his sword. Like he's a, this is for fluff and stuff. And he's like driving his sword. <laughs> Uh, into the back of uh, the uh, the dragon and like hanging on uh, and is on top of the dragon driving this his uh, Neheim saber right, right between in the shoulder blades of the wings and right like his cloak is like flying through the air from the heat and he's just pushing down further as like probably steam and like shit is like coming out and he's just pushing f- uh, further and further. All right, so as you run up the dragon's back with the battle cry and Fluff and Stuff's name on your lips, driving your blade between its massive vertebrae, it throws its head back, desperately trying to snap you off of its back with its flaming jaws, and you can see, the rest of you see this this burst of red-orange light, just sort of under-light cloak as he rips the dragon's spine open, and it uh, claws desperately toward its back, its wings flailing and faltering. Somehow it's still in the air, just its momentum of when it swooped over Glaz, sort of carrying it back toward the center of the room, and uh, it doesn't seem able to shake uh, Cloak free, and you can see that blood is just pouring bright orange down its back, and it's actually causing the blade of your saber, Cloak, to blue along the edges from the heat. The steel is actually changing color. Uh, and oh. and it begins uh, kind of raving and ranting in draconic and it's driving itself toward the portal. 
Oh, oh. And you can feel um, its strength beginning to ebb. You're not sure it's going to make it. It might just crash into the steps. Uh, okay. Uh, I still want to drive it. I literally, if it's like trying to fly, can it fly through the portal? Like, is that something it's big enough to... Oh, okay. the portal is quite uh, big Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, he would be, like, driving it in, uh, and he wouldn't be able to move this round. But just in Inferno, he would say to him, You're fucked. <laughs> That's all he's saying in Inferno. Um, and... Uh, trash talk. And, and he's gonna try to fucking get out of there if he's like trying to go through the portal. <laughs> All right, so yeah, you can you can wrench your blade free and just sort of vault off of its back, and uh, okay, and, and uh, you kind of land on the stones. Uh, you land hard enough to like wrench your knee a little bit. Um, <laughs> uh, you're gonna take three points of bludgeoning damage from the fall, um, but you manage to keep your feet. And you see this dragon just desperately trying to pull itself into the portal. And it essentially just kind of crumples and tumbles in through the ring of blue fire as you see the light in its eyes going dark. And it just sort of tumbles into it. And then there's a sudden burst of almost incandescent white light that forces you to throw your hands in front of your eyes or risk being blinded by the intensity. Ah! And this, uh, you feel the skin on your arms blistering from the heat. And uh, after that initial flash, you can see that swirling ring is growing faster and faster. And you see the dragon caught almost like, uh, like a piece of a scrap of paper in the wind, just sort of tumbling in this flaming tunnel. And far, far in the distance, you can hear something coming from somewhere else. It sounds like these bass voices raised in maybe like a military chant or a song, something like that. Uh, but it's, it's so far distant, it's barely reaching it to you, and it's somehow carrying over the sound this blast furnace roar of the portal. And you watch as this ring begins to waver and constrict and starts pull, pulling tighter as it swirls. And you just watch the dragon's body tumble down this, uh, this strange flame tunnel uh, as the, the opening constricts smaller and smaller. What's everybody else doing at this point? Shit. Um. I want to shoot the dragon again before he goes through the portal. Uh, so you can see as basically just as the portal is winking out. Yeah, so you're just kind of watching this in uh, a little uh, yeah, bit. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out some way to at least. Glass wants a souvenir. He's trying to think of something to do to probably to try to at least get a scale off this thing. <laughs> um, oh, you think you can probably find something on the floor here? This battle was brutal. Uh, I, you think the okay. cloak himself uh, just now probably ripped three or four big ones loose? <laughs> okay. Yeah, there were, the, the the dragon took some 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 deadly deadly critical hits. Uh, as, There's probably this, some stuck uh, to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There might be a claw or a tooth in someone's shoulder. <laughs> All right, uh, so this this bright blue flame constricts tighter and tighter, and then you hear this strange roar that sounds it sounds almost like the dragon, the, the, the dragon that you just slew, and, and you see its body thrash and throw its arms wide, and its mouth is gaping as if life is flowing back into its body, and then the portal closes. And that singing, the chant, the roar of the dragon... The just howling, horrible, flaming roar of the furnace of the portal 
goes near silent down to a sort of hissing and popping, and this blue flame settles down and burns just sort of merrily in the center of the iron and brass plate on top of the dais. Does the ley line stop singing as well? The ley line grows stable. So it's not that pulsing. More, uh, you know what? I, I will say the, the ley line grows more stable. It still occasionally has like these chaotic crescendos, but it's not this just head-splitting whale that was happening while this portal was growing in intensity. You could see uh, Kane and Whisper sort of look out from the uh, <laughs> from the from the main hallway with uh, just sort of like eyes wide, looking around. Yeah, Glass just sort of is in the barrel, just kind of like yeah, it- yeah. <laughs> You see, you see Cloak, he, like, he like pulls back his hood and, like, takes up his mask. And, like, you just see, like, part of his, like, face is, like, burnt from when he dodged the fucking fire breath earlier. And he's like, I got him. Everyone alive? Glass, like, starts doing slow clap. Woo! Yes, we did it. We killed, we, well, I don't know if we, we killed, threw away, uh, flushed a dragon down the fire hole. All right, uh, so you hear uh, kind of heavy footsteps as Paula Everforge uh, steps over the molten slag of armor and weapons in the armory and, and sticks her head, just kind of the uh, the normally very carefully quaffed braids that her sandy blonde hair is pulled back in. It looks like some of her hair is broken. The braids have popped loose. It's just kind of hanging wild in front of her face, kind of slicked down with sweat. And she says, it's... it's the portal's closed. If... If you can keep me safe for, for a few minutes, I think I can seal it. I can undo what they made me do. That sounds like a good yes. idea. <laughs> if, if if that portal opens, I heard them. They're coming. The, the, the things that destroyed this well, place. Well, hurry up then. Goodness. Centuries ago. What? No, no, yeah, no, 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 just, just do it. How can I stop you? <laughs> All right, so she I can't kind take of, another hook. <laughs> She uh, she runs up to the dais and, and, and climbs rapidly climbs the uh, the steep stairs and she kneels down in front of the uh, the flame that's there the, the pl- she doesn't touch the plate uh, she gets up to it and you can still see that up around the the dais itself the air is shimmering with heat uh, heat distortion and she begins to uh, half sing half chant in dwarvish. Uh, and she begins. Uh, ba- it's, it sounds like a basically sounds like a prayer. Um, and she just uh, begins going through this long litany. And uh, so, what are the rest of you doing while she she begins this? Glass sort of sees her go up there. Sees her begin to do something, and then he does that really awkward, like sidestep, like as though he's sneaking but not sneaking. He's, he's Eavesdropping, but not eavesdropping, even though he's a seven-foot-tall trollkin. At, right. you know, up one step, then two more, and then two more, and he's like... I, yeah. always, I always think of that, that that visual as, like, in an anime, where they're, like, they all of a sudden, like, he's, like, doing this, and all of a sudden, like, it pans, like, does that, like, Star Wars, like, side pan, yeah. and all of a sudden he's, like, closer, and, like, yeah. it's just <laughs> periodically in a different pose, like, every yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, Glaz, you managed to to make your way up the steps, and you can see this iron and brass plates, and you can now see that there are dwarvish and what you're pretty sure are ignan runes uh, 
carved into it, as well as intricate uh, circles and geometric shapes and lines that is absolutely um, drawing on the lay energy here, as well as focusing it. Um, and this seems to be not only the source of the portal to the plane of fire, uh, but it's probably, you know, what helps channel the magic into those ever-burning torches out in the front hallway and the uh, stove and the kitchen, all of that. This seems to be the focal point for the Leyline's energy. Since I know Terran, and I know Terran and Ignan are sort of sister mm -hmm. languages, can they I are. glean anything from this in an actual learning sense with my glyphs and runes stuff to file away? Uh, sure. Uh, you can tell that the runes uh, inscribed into the plate have the essence or the nature of stability, of conquest, maybe? Maybe that's not the right word, but it's the closest that comes to your... Because uh, your, you're kind of looking at it through the Terran filter, which is just... It's a little off, but you're getting in the right ballpark. Um, and you can uh, make uh, you make an intelligence arcana check with advantage. Okay. That's I a 14. Can, I can, oh, 14. Okay. Uh, all right. So, yeah, you, you're pretty sure that these glyphs are binding the lay energy here and focusing it in a means that the dwarves could use. So, essentially, it is taming this unchecked fire. Apparently, this place is, is almost adjacent to the elemental plane of fire. And they are, they were at one point gathering that energy and then focusing it out into probably the forges, into the anvils, to help them create. It must have been artifacts of breathtaking skill and power using actual pure elemental fire uh, that was under their direct and precise control. Uh, generally, the, the trouble with elemental fire is it is so difficult to control, so difficult to focus, because its nature is to burn, to incinerate, to spread. And it doesn't behave exactly like normal fire does, and it's extremely dangerous. So this was apparently refining it almost into a more stable, usable form. And they used that to create what must have been probably uh, immensely powerful magical weapons and armor, most likely and other implements. Yeah, Glaz is... Uh, he, he's making these sort of weird noises as he's sort of figuring this out and just how neat of a place this is. And he's just all to himself uh, and uh, probably uh, mentally taking notes but that he eventually would transcribe into his note section of his moose skin. All right. Uh, so what are the rest of you doing while uh, while Glaz is examining the goings-on up at the... Uh, Cloak is only listening to the what she's doing with the portal and keeping, like, a tag on it. Uh, but he's more focused. He's going up to... Uh, he calls Puff Puff. He's like, Puff Puff, come on. And that, uh, he's walking up to Fluff and Stuff's body. And he's getting on his knees in front of the, the bear's head. Uh, I don't know what's left of it. Like, is it just like a burnt, like, bone carcass? Or... So, like, like the essentially the bear's structure is all there, but uh, the top of the back, the front shoulders, the head are basically charred down to the bone. Yeah. Um, 
so he would uh he would like take his head uh the the bear's head and kind of like hug on top of it even though it's like charred and everything and it's like you did a yeah, good job doesn't, doesn't phase him. yeah you did a good job fluff and stuff it's, it's okay you're you're in the big like hunting thing in the sky now it's, it's, it's okay um i don't we couldn't have done this without you i don't you weren't supposed to die but i'm gonna come over and say click would you like me to say a few words part of my practice is to do such things can, can you and Kari both do prayers because your god's kind of wants just blood I like Kari's to is probably more appropriate cover all bases fair enough but Marina is a goddess of passing of all blood not just the spilling of it in mortal combat but the passing of blood on from life where it flows to death where it flows no longer there is much to our practice which is more than just slitting open people's throats. That's my favorite bit, though. I know, I, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah, let's hear it. Kari's very intrigued and stands and turns <laughs> towards you. <clears throat> well, uh, Fluff and Stuff was a mighty bear. Perhaps the finest of our companions. We shall not find one quite like him ever again. And whilst he gave his life, we aren't sure it's a he, are we? Whilst he gave his life in mortal combat, he did so for more than just domination or conquest. He, he did so for friendship. Because, well, friends stand by one another's side in tough times. And while Fluff and Stuff may be standing with us no longer, we few who remain will forever remember him and the friendship which we share. That was really good. I like that. I've done worse. Kyle, Kyle, do you have any prayers for Fluff and Stuff? I look at Cloak's little, like, breaking heart, and I think that Normally, I wouldn't give a prayer because you it had, the animal had passed of natural causes. It had been taken out by a bigger predator, but she tries to like throw something that's not, that will assuage his his worries. Um, he was a mighty beast, and will remain so in fluff and stuff heaven with the hunter. Oh, okay, that's... And I okay. I pet the dog. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's okay. And he's like, Cloak is like tearing up a little bit, and he's like, I, I didn't, we didn't know him for too long, but I... He was really... I wish we had longer. I, unfortunately, it was his time, but I'm glad, I'm glad we took care of that dragon and we got rid of it for the time. Well, I think it's dead, I don't know. But, the circle you know of what? life continues, friend. His journey does not end here. He simply goes on a better hunt. Well, yeah. So he, he's going to, Cloak's going to look, and then he's going to uh, take some of Fluff and Stuff's teeth. Um, and, like, the two, the two, like, You sizers. are psychotic! <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. and, and he's like, yeah, this is... This is, I'm gonna take these to remember you by. 
a minute. Goodbye, goodbye, friend. And he, like, pets him. All right, so you're petting his sort of charred black skull and, uh, <laughs> and like, popping the teeth out with your dagger in the other hand. And you sort of just, uh, just kind of, you'd hear the clatter of tooth against tooth in his other hand as he, uh, he tearfully says goodbye to Fluff and stuff. Um... Kane at this point is sort of nudging the red-robed human who appears to have bled out and uh, breathed his last on the steps of the dais. Is it how is Kane looking? Is he near death? Kane's basically fine. Um okay. his his tunic is his like coat or cloak that he wears is shredded and charred around at the sides and uh you know you can see flesh underneath but the skin is whole and unbroken and unburnt. Okay, I'm oh, going yeah, like, to leave uh, Cloak with his teeth wrenching from his dead dog and go over to Kane. Bear, dead bear! The bear, dog is not dead. Bear. The dog will be <laughs> a little emotional. Little does poor Cloak know that the, uh, the clock was ticking on that, and thanks to one of our delightful viewers, the bear was going to turn on it as soon as that charm spell ended. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, someone donated for the bear to hate Cloak and love Kane. Oh yeah, that was a, that was a while ago. Yep. Yeah, but it couldn't it couldn't happen until the to the animal friendship wore off. So. <laughs> so it was it was on borrowed time anyway. That friendship. Uh, all right. So anything else you guys want to do while uh, Paula is finishing her devotions? At the top of the- I, I would think that we'd want to search. I'd the like Red to help guys. Kane. Yeah. Oh sure. That was my next destination investigation destination. I'm I'm going with sure. Kane to uh, do so. You guys can search him. He has uh, he has a dagger. He has leather armor that is now pretty badly damaged thanks to uh, the fury of fluff and stuff. Uh, his robe was probably pretty nice and might have fetched a, a, a decent amount of coin if it were cleaned of blood and repaired. Uh, so if you guys wanted to take on that, it might be worth something. It's actually very, um, it's very, uh, it's very rich fabric and very well made, and the embroidery is silver thread. Glass yeah. can trading uh, things press is pointless. To digitate if Gold someone has mending. You could press to digitate the blood off of it. That would help. It still has big like, claw <laughs> mark and an arrow hole in it. We could. Pr- Ooh, I could probably find someone at the hedgehog who I could. We could pay to cast mending on it. Probably. I mean, or or I could like be nice and talk to them and play a game, and we would we would have a wonderful time having chess, and it will be great. Sure. So uh, his robes, if you get them repaired and cleaned, they're worth about two hundred and fifty gold pieces. Oh yeah, we're taking that. <laughs> yeah. Um, in his accoutrements, you find a, a spellcasting component pouch uh, that you could. Uh, take to you. I'll grab that for glass. Replenish some of your expended supplies, uh, any of that. In one of his pouches, you find a few days' worth of rations, uh, a, a flask for water, and you also find a strange small leather pouch that smells pungent, Kari. The contents I of open it. it because I have the curiosity of a cat. Ah, you open it, and inside, hang on one second. Make a constitution saving throw? No? No, okay. no, 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 no. Not, <laughs> not, not, not today. Okay. For the moment. Well, you know, day ain't over yet. But hmm. Let me see here one second. 
That's reassuring. Sorry, I'm, I'm dealing with flipping between PDFs rather than having all my books on my lap and ready to go. I, I beg you. I help. know. I love physical books so much in comparison to PDFs. They're just so good. It's right there. Uh, PDFs are good too, but I'm on a I'm on a laptop. I don't have my two monitors set up, so it's really hard to have everything I need going at once. <laughs> all right, you're doing uh, great, sweetie. Uh, oh, thank you. You find in this um, in this package is a little bit of uh, it's almost like uh, this light brown. It, it seems almost like putty. Something like that? Putty. Yeah. Pouch of putty. And it has a, a, a very pungent, like slightly spicy, slightly earthy uh, I like it. smell. You lick it. Uh, one second here. There's that con save. <laughs> <laughs> I'm searching for it, guys. Um, it is not particularly pleasant. Um, imagine the taste of, like, the, the very faint sort of base taste is, imagine old mushrooms. And then someone tried to, almost like they tried to disguise that flavor with some heavy spices, but it doesn't ever really manage to do the job. And I have no idea what it can possibly be used for. Uh, you could make a, um... Intelligence history check. Oh, what did I just like? Uh, I would, I would, I would also accept an intelligence nature check. I'm gonna go with the first one. Uh, ten. That is a history of ten. A ten. Um. So you're not exactly sure what this is. You suspect it's something that, uh, some sort of like refined mixture that one would smoke. Hmm. Uh, perhaps an incense, or even even like some manner of uh, of pipe smoke, but you're not you're not sure what its deal is. Maybe it's just this dude's blend of pipe weed or whatever he likes. Gross. Eat more. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. <laughs> um, is that all? Uh, yeah, that is pretty much all that you discover on him. Glass. I found components. She kind of says, trying to see if she can get his attention, because she knows that's his his deal. Yeah, he's still uh, watching uh, as this is all happening here, but it, he's gathered all that he thinks he can, and so his attention started to get drawn to it. He starts thinking about dragon pieces um, and wanting to see if he can find what, what he can find of dragon pieces, either scales or... Our claws or fangs or even some of this molten uh ooh, actually he might go back to his barrel where he knows some of the molten breath dropped into it and probably would be sitting at the bottom of the barrel Leo almost like when you uh like almost like these teardrops of molten drool I guess uh drool or breath I mean yeah. finding some of those types sure. of things I wanna, I wanna second that search with Glaz. Looking up, you know, I'm just collecting dead body parts right now. So, all right, yeah, you can find several intact scales, uh, probably a tooth that, uh, a smaller tooth that sort of broke loose in, it's wedged in Kane's armor, kind of stuck in his shoulder. Kane, no, come on, come on, Kane, stop up, stop up. Yeah. 
That's so, fine. Uh, just so for inventory purposes, what like three three scales or? Um, you're gonna find four intact flame dragon skins. Any teeth or? Okay, are you claws? keeping track of that? Yeah, I've got and one tooth. One tooth. Yep. No claw, and then how nope. about no uh, molten? Uh, you can find some. You can find some residue of the breath. Okay. Uh, where do you want me to put down for that? Uh, like a pound of it, Flame or would it be breath residue? Oh, uh, it, it would be like you could collect a, a small pouch. A pouch of. It's this. Uh, it, when, it, when you get a hold of it, it almost breaks into this coarse, um, coarse black ash, or maybe like porous charcoal. Okay. Of is sort of what it reminds you of. Flame dragon breath ash. Yep, there you go. Um, so quick about question. the time you guys are finishing up your search... Oh yeah, sorry, question. Uh, yeah, um, so when I had my sword in the dragon's back, you said it was started turning blue. Is that something mm-hmm. like a property was being added to it? Or is that just because it was becoming very tempered? It was the heat. It was the, okay. it was the heat was screwing kind of with the temper of the steel, and, and now it makes your blade kind of look awesome. Uh, as far as you know, no magical properties or anything have been added to it, but it does look super cool. Look at this guy, yeah. Dragon killer. Alright, so as you finish up uh, gathering your um, gathering your uh, bits, the um, the dwarf woman up at the top of the dais finishes her chant and there is a sudden flare of blue light and then it dims sharply as this sort of campfire sized flame that was in front of her is now from almost from your perspective gone she uh, she stands up and kind of brushes the, the dirty knees of her trousers off and looks down at you and says I don't want to leave this here we left it here long ago, and that was a mistake, clearly. It can't stay here. Mark can't stay here. The plate, yes? Is that what she's referring to as the plate? No, not the plate. Oh. Not the plate. One of you, please bring me one of those torch sconces from the hallway. I will go and well, grab it as quickly as I can. Okay, Akari will. She's very fast. All right, so uh, you can go and find one of the iron torch sconces that's just kind of burning merrily uh, on the wall there, and you can spend some time kind of prying it off or undoing the screws that hold it to the wall and release the bracket and pull it loose. Uh, As soon as you do, the flame in it flickers and dies. And you uh, you can pull it free and bring it back up to her. So she uh, she holds out her hand, takes takes hold of it, and then when you get up the stairs, Kari, you can see that that blue flame that was in the center of the plate is not gone, but it is much much smaller now. It's maybe it looks like an oversized candle flame, just sort of barely burning in the center of that strange arcane diagram in the, uh, the center of the, the that iron plate. She takes the sconce and sort of brings it down and carefully with the, you, you know, the kind of torches I'm talking about. Like an, It's almost like an iron cage, like a round iron cage. Yeah, yes, and she I love like those. scoops the blue flame. She scoops the flame into this thing and it sort of, it like hovers just inside and then grows to fill that cage. So it's like a blue burning torch. And she holds it out and says, I hope you'll take this. It can't stay here. Laz will be right I, there. I, 
Okay, and Glass is grabbing, and he's like, um, if it stays here, the armies of the city of Brass will once again try to march through. Glad. Oh, did, would, would Glass know that? I know. I know that. Would Glass know have heard of the uh, city of Brass? I mean, the city of Brass. You're 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 an arcane student. You've probably heard of it. Yeah, you know that it's a it's a it's a wondrous, legendary city on the plane of fire. Yeah, Glass is just. That 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 is what we saw through the 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 tunnel of fire. That was the city of brass. Oh, is that the war? Is that the war chanting I heard? That was probably the war chanting of the Afrit. Yes. Oh no, that's okay. Don't want them to come in, right? No, they came through once before, almost killed all of my plan. We barely managed to to seal the portal. Um, okay. What are we gonna do with this? Um, can we just, like, put it in our backpack and it won't light stuff on fire, or is it... Oh, it will absolutely light things on fire. I wouldn't put it in your backpack. But it's... It will carry it. I don't You're adventurers, and I see that you have at least one wizard among your number. It's pure elemental fire. I will carry it. It's certain that this, this heart of flame can be of use to you. Real, then? Can I carry it? It's also very dangerous. Carry it. Say no. I mean, he. Yeah, Glass is just. Glass is. Can I carry it? Do you mind if I carry it? Can I carry it? I'm a, I'll I mean, carry it. I it's don't a mind torch. if I carry it. Do you mind if I carry it? yourself out. You have, to, you have to carry it always and then find a place to put it when we're resting. And then make sure no one steals it. Because if someone steals it, they're going to summon an army of asses that are in the fire plane. Um, I made a rhyme. I, 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 I think actually. We should take it to the Collegium, yes? I look at uh, I look at uh, Paula. 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 Yeah. I look at Paula. Uh, she shrugs and she says, "I don't. I don't much care what you do with it." Uh, okay. By the way, if Paula, if you think it can be of use to you, <laughs> take it. I remember. I remember that Paula's here. By the way, Paula. Um, yeah. About my armor. Do you think we could get some kind of discount slash pro bono for me having saved your life? She, she I audibly she says, groan, like, as says, loud as I ever Master have. Master Riodan, it would be my honor to, to finish that armor for you. You needn't worry. Good, good, because, I mean, I had the money, obviously. I had it all along. I just uh, wanted to make sure. Fair enough. <laughs> she, she chuckles at that and says, of course. I like you. So she uh, she she looks around and and she says, uh, "I haven't much to offer you. Um, not only did you save my life, you you prevented a, a terrible disaster from repeating itself, probably even worse than the first time." But uh, she uh, she looks down at the broken body of Spencius down on the floor and spits and says, "That one and his filthy minions missed perhaps the greatest treasure in all of the halls of Everforge." I'll offer it now to you. She walks down the dais to one of the cisterns in the northeastern corner, and she sort of reaches down into it and and sort of splashes around in the water, and she comes up with this bundle of what looks like black metal chain armor. Oh. And she she un she unrolls it and it looks like a it looks like a chain shirt. And she holds it out, and she says, This shirt was one of the greatest treasures that my great-grandfather forged. It is composed of the metal adamantine. 
and I will offer this armor to you. Who are you offering it to? It is enchanted. It will it will turn aside the most powerful blows. I offer it to, to your company, and you may do with it as you well, say. Well, I've already got a suit of armor. Paul is making it for me, so... Um... Cloak. So she just holds it out you, to whoever wants to take it. the dragon. I... Oh, okay. Uh, and he, like, takes it, and he, like, looks over at, like, Kari and Kane, and then he's like, oh, okay, okay. I mean, you get to cast and Thunderfire on it. you're so there. When you, uh, when you look at this armor, it is, it is indeed a chain shirt. Um, the links are a little bit, um, usually when something is this finely woven, the links are kind of delicate. These links aren't delicate. These links are thick. And looks like they've been flattened, which broadened them a little bit. This is freaking dwarf chain armor, right? Uh, and the metal it's made of is like nothing you have ever seen before. It's so deep, dark charcoal black, not quite uh, charcoal gray, not quite black, but almost. And it has these flecks of silver white. Oh. In it. Almost like, almost like distant stars. It, does this look like this armor would fit me or does it have to get fitted to me? Um, it looks like it would be, uh, maybe a little, little loose, but, but not terrible. I mean, maybe, maybe when we get into town, you can, like, fit it to me, or something. It seems, it seems a little bit big. Like, he's, like, holding up against him. So do you, do you, you're, like, holding yeah. it out? Yeah, it looks like it'll be a little big on you, maybe down to your knees instead of your waist. But, and, and so she just smiles knowingly and says, I'm sure it'll all work out. And she looks around and she says, if you're ready, I think I'd like to get the hell Oh, I would too. Let's go. Oh, right. yes. I concur. Glass saddles up next to her and starts asking a bazillion questions what about, about that room? elemental fire. But What about that room with oh, the statues right. in, the, in, the, in the thing that we didn't go into because it was trapped and we were worried about the dragon, but now the dragon's not here? No, we went in there. That was where the sarcophagus was. Oh, that's right. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. The, the only place yeah, we haven't been is we haven't been yeah, to the room. Then let's the leave as fast as possible. Yeah, all up uh, on we ha- there's the door at the far side of the anvil. There is a door. That is, is, there, is there anything? He would look at Paula and be like, is there anything on there? Uh, she kind of uh, squints and she says, yeah, that is where um, ore was uh, smelted and refined. That could be worth nothing. I don't know. Now, could, well, it could depends on what kind of ore he would like. I'm not. I'm. Not, I. I haven't. I haven't been in there recently. I don't know if if anything survived the the fire creatures rampage. Okay. Oh, I um, want to open the door. Oh, okay, hold on. Oh yeah. Okay. Was, that open. Yeah. I don't have the torch Sorry, Make a deck save. Oh yeah, I do. Glass does. <laughs> All right. So who's opening yeah. the door? Kari, is that yeah, Kari. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So you open can I it sleight up of hand open it just in case? Okay. These... No, you're already going into description. I'm fine. I'm alive. Yes. But, I mean, you, you, if you want to open it carefully, sure. You can just kind of crack it just a little bit to peek in, and you can't see much because there's like this sort of twisted tower of of jagged metal, just kind of. That, that's pretty much all you can see once the door is just cracked. You open it up more, and this room is just full of uh, of torn equipment, uh, shattered 
crucibles and smelters and furnaces and just great bizarrely uh, twisted and half melted and, and weirdly solidified once molten metal just kind of piled up all around the room. Okay. Hmm. So uh, it looks like the equipment that was once used to to smelt the metal and refine the ore into actual useful ingots and, and the like uh, no. was destroyed long ago, and it's basically just in chaotic heaps and piles all over the room. I will take a quick sift through anything to see if there's like something shiny lost in the rubble, but if not, she'll just kind of look over her shoulder and then shake her head. Okay, uh, you can make me a wisdom perception or intelligence investigation check as you search through the room. Let's go with a perception. Yeah. That is another net one. I am just on... I see... I, I actually fall over into yeah. the door. <laughs> you, you, get, you, 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 uh, you bump one of the piles and you realize that it's very precarious and it starts to <laughs> wobble and screech and clatter and you can see bits of jagged metal kind of falling off the stack. Clang, 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 clang. Uh, I try to dive out of the way. <laughs> You try to, all right, you, so you run back and it, it just gives way. Kang! Knocks into another one, which then topples. Of a and Terry just kind of comes yeah, running out of this room as this great, great cloud of dust and, and reddish brown rust just boof out behind her. And you can just hear this rumbling and clanging continue for about a minute or so ah. until it finally settles. And like one little piece of metal just kind of ting, 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 ting across the floor. Did you sneak in there successfully? Sorry, hangs her head. You know, for a for a cat, sometimes you are not very graceful or quiet. Have you ever lived? And with I'm a, and I'm a. Have you ever lived with a cat? They knock shit over all the time. Ching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kari is is incredibly embarrassed and just stands there feeling like an absolute idiot. Um, Bro. Cloak, uh, as he's like, okay, I think it's time to go, and he would walk next to Paula and like hold out his sword and be like, see what happened to the flames and blah blah blah, and kind of kind of explain what he did and how awesome he looked and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but he would like take out a dragon yeah. scale and he's like, is there any way we can incorporate this and like retemper it into uh this kind of blade and then uh kind of give it some sort of uh unique property. She uh, she she pauses for a moment. Her brow kind of furrows. You're wanting me to try and work a dragon scale into yeah. That's totally what I'm asking. I don't know. The those scales don't seem like normal uh, reptile scales. Uh, it's possible. Uh, I don't know that I could work them into an existing blade. If they're malleable, if they're metal, or at least close enough to it, I might be able to... Uh, if I can find a way to use them, I can perhaps create a weapon out of them. Huh. That goes, okay. we have elemental fire! Holds out the torch. She looks at that, and, and her eyebrows go up, and she says, I... that... I'll say it's possible, but I can't make any promises right now. It's something that we'll have to look into. And maybe once we get back to Zobek, I can experiment. Okay. We have plenty of time. I'm every door. So I'm, 
So about the elemental fire. So and she kind of looks at the she looks at the the blue torch and she says, "I don't I don't want that in my home. If you want me to try and use it to work something, you can bring it, but I'll expect you to take it when you're done. To, to take it when I'm done with that session, and you'll have to come back. Okay, okay, okay. I I agree with those terms. We can talk to Collegium and work something out. If you have an in with the Collegium, I certainly have all manner of texts and treatises on dragons and, and artificing, <gasps> and they might have something you can use that will help point us in the right Oh direction. my god! And he, like, digs through his bag and opens up, like, this <laughs> wet thing, and he's like, I have a pass to the library, and I can tell the class, we can go research this, and then more about landlines, and then we can study about the elemental plant of fire. Oh my god, there's so much we can talk <gasps> Glass is drawing runes in the air with the elemental fire torch. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a sparkler. Like a sparkler. <laughs> He's like a little kid with a sparkler. All right. Uh, no matter how much you wave that torch, it never seems to go out, although it does, you know, crackle and sputter <sighs> as you wave it through the air, <sighs> as you expect fire to do. But, yeah. Uh, so if there's anything else here you guys want to do, you can, if you wish to take your leave. Uh, you... If you are worried about other uh, members of this dragon's retinue or its hirelings, you hear no sign of them. And Kane, who's been keeping watch by the front door, is just still sort of looking out there, kind of hidden in the doorway. Uh, and he doesn't raise any alarm or bring any attention to uh, to himself or to what he's looking at. So it all sounds like uh, yeah. they have gotten away with it. I'm sure that... What was her name? I wrote it down. Paula? Ag not Agatha. Paula, Paula, thank you. I'm sure Paula, Paula. really wants to he get home. Yeah, no, I mean... <laughs> and, uh, get the move. Yeah, the only... Th I mean, just... It's what... It, we... <clears throat> it was a full day to get here, correct? Taking the We've long... we marching about eight but hours. We Says you do six we, we, hours. we took the six long hours. way about though, because we we followed the the shady trout uh, route instead of like going through the town, and also went through the trees, and that slowed us down because Kari's paranoid. No, like yeah, you did take the shady routes around, but the actual trip from Zobek, once you knew what direction you were going into the Margrave, did take you okay. Six hours. Yeah, uh, we 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 would take a little bit safer routes back. Well, and I'm just thinking. I mean, we're all kind of. I mean, I know I'm tapped. I bet our clerics are tapped. Um, I'm actually pretty good. I have seven no, I hit mean, points spell right wise, now. You still got spells? <laughs> oh, I, mean, I'm fine I will hit heal points you. Wise, I'm spell. I'm just thinking. Glassor just goes as he's drawing. Goes. Do we want to rest a little bit? Remember, there was that weird owly bear thing that we didn't fight because this Margrave Forest. It is. He's still drawing. Uh, it is not necessarily the safest place in the world. And I know I would not want us to be caught unawares while we are not at our best. Who'd you cast that on, Karn? Ah, uh, you. Okay. Um. Okay. For it's a plus one because you have a wisdom of plus one modifier, right? Uh, do I though? You have a wisdom. Uh, I of do. I actually do. Being... It's one of my. Yeah. Okay. Actually, though, it go. probably has been 24 hours since our last long rest has it, so we couldn't long rest. 
you could not long rest. So the, no, the, 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 and I've already used arcane recovery. So glass glass is SOL. You've regardless. already used arcane. So never mind. I, let's just go. I, let's go home. Yeah, no, yeah, let's go. I don't want to stay out here any longer. I kind of want to go to bed. I'm sure Riordan wants to go back to the fuck house, and um, Carl. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, I don't. Carl, you kind of want to cut the hedgehog tomorrow morning. And maybe play some more games and talk to people and meet lots of nice friends and tell them about my elemental fire. <gasps> Wait, can you make a mask out of that dragon scale with the bow teeth? Kari kind of wants. He's looking at Paula. Maybe that's Paula's specialty. He's he's looking at Paula. Yeah. But she might know somebody. <sighs> the, the dragon scale. Um, I, I'm a metal worker. The scale has similar properties, and I could fashion it into a mask. Uh, the size of that one would certainly fit your face. And put the teeth on. That would be cool. That would be cool. I, I could mouth those in it, sure. Yeah. Oh. I like it. I that like, would be very I cool. Like, I think it'd look really cool. A mask, and then you, that way fluff and stuff will always be with you. Yes. The power of fluff and stuff with me. And then I can bear attack people. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you guys can probably make it back to uh, make it back to Zobek in in one good day's travel, uh, because uh, you have rangers, yeah, two who rangers. Are at home in the forest. Otherwise, it would absolutely take you way more than that. Easily two days of travel to push through the dense gr- old growth of the Margrave. Yeah, I would. I would be like, oh, come out, look at this one, and uh, <clears throat> if you go around this, yep. Cloak, Cloak can lead you on easy paths that just, you're not even sure how he finds them. <clears throat> it looks like uh, it looks like solid, dense undergrowth, but he somehow manages to find trails through it and, and lead you swiftly through. Uh, so you guys travel for, we'll say, oh, probably about four hours, and you're under just this dense, dark canopy. And so that even with the sun blazing brightly overhead, it just can't penetrate this this leaf cover above you. So, Kari, you're quite at home. Uh, it's easily dim light and in the best of uh, conditions under here. Uh, and so your your dark vision is seeing you through, Kari. You're protected from the, the piercing blaze of the sun that, uh, that so disorients and stabs at your eyes and skin. Um, uh, so it's, it's really comfortable here. And, and something about this forest reminds you of home. It's almost like you can, it almost smells the same, just not quite. Uh, and as you're, you're making your way through, Curry, your ears prick up when you hear a sound that absolutely reminds you of home. It's this plaintive, almost wailing sort of fluting note. That, that reaches to you from from off in the forest. This the rest of you hear it, and it immediately sets the hair on the back of your neck standing up. It's just this eerie, just haunting kind of sound. That sounds familiar. I want to like uh, Yeah, no. Did we avoid your home? Because that shit there was not sound good. So you're pretty sure you have a decent fix on the direction. I'm going to go and find out because I'm curious like a cat. All right. Kari takes off into the woods. Uh, Anybody else going? What? 
Come on, uh, we've got this far. Oh, so you can yeah. go and wander over to ley lines, easy peasy. But the second that I go <laughs> no, over get, to see something Glass from the was, shadow Glass roads, just, was he, it's a big fucking oh, deal. Oh no, Glass just. <laughs> Glass was not. Glass was more surprised by it than necessarily objecting to it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, let me let me pause pause <laughs> one moment. Hey, uh, Clue, did you ever try that shirt on the chain shirt, or because it's been hours at this point? Did you ever try it on, or did you just kind of? Um, I I would have tried it on and then seen if like and like had like and been like walking and had like uh and like pointing in directions and seeing if there's like a way the she can like take measurements on me, but um. Okay, so as soon as you kind of shimmy into the chain shirt, you're shocked to realize that as the the chain unbunches and sort of drops to its full length, it fits you perfectly. Right, what happened? It, it, it breaks just past your waist. Uh, the sleeves come down to just short of where, say, um, you know, a shirt sleeve would, would drop to. Um, yeah, it, it, it fits perfectly across the shoulders and chest. It's a little bit heavy. Uh, it's a little bit heavier, and, and chain tends to settle all its weight on your shoulders. But it's perfect. It's as if it was. It's as if it was made specifically for you. Does your grandfather know me? And Paula just sort of smiles and keeps walking. But that's not right, okay. <laughs> that's just magic. Um, that I I I wasn't expecting that. So that okay. That is magic. I love it. Uh. Yeah, and he would have this uh, armor on that... I don't know. I couldn't remember what the armor does. Uh, I didn't get to write that down yet. Uh, so that is adamantine chain shirt. And what that does is that turns any critical hit you suffer into a normal hit. Ooh. Is there no bonuses at all? It's just like the same AC? No, no bonuses. It, it, it's armor class is just like, uh, just like uh, a regular chain shirt. Okay. But uh, yeah, it negates critical hits against you. Okay, that's incredible. Yeah, you are uncloak the uncritical. Now it's still you know twenty still automatically hit and all that. Okay, so yeah, it's not like a dodge on a twenty. Okay. Yep. Right. Uh, yeah. Awesome. I love it. Because I'm always in melee combat anyway. All right. Uh, Yeah, taking some hits, baby. Uh, all right, so you guys set off into the forest, and you uh, every now and then you hear this strange, mournful, wailing, sort of windy, fluting sound. And every time you do, it's like someone walked over your grave. It's decidedly unpleasant to you. Uh, Kari, it's even a little... It, it has that to you, but it has this weird sense of familiarity that you find uh, pleasant. And so as you as you make your way through the forest, you come upon a small, it's not exactly a clearing, but it's a, a little glade where the tree trunks are farther apart and their canopies still touch and are still blocking the sun for the most part, except in few little rays that, that reach down to the moss. And you can see a corpse riddled with arrows lying face down in the moss and amongst the stones and the, the, the rotting logs. Uh, and there is what appears to be a desiccated, it looks like a desiccated unicorn, sort of bowed, like bowed down on its knees next to this corpse. 
the corpse is dressed in um, black, white, and sort of this deep purple or maroon silk. Uh, looks almost like um, aristocratic riding clothes that you might expect to see. You can see shiny, polished leather boots, uh, and the uh, this you can see the skin tone of one of the hands. And there's a lace ruffle peeking out from under the, the velvet coat that the figure is, is wearing. And the skin tone is just this slightly bluish, uh, bluish tinge off of alabaster. Is this one of my people? Very pale. It, it looks like... It, does it look like one of the Royal Shadow Fae family? Um, it looks like, I mean, maybe not one of the Royal family particularly, but it's someone incredibly well-dressed. So probably someone... Yeah, I'm looking for any noble markings that I might recognize then. Or you can't really see much. You can't really see much from here. Uh, and you, of course, Kari, recognize the, the thing, the creature, sort of kneeled down and lost next to it. The rest of you might mistake it for a moment as a dead unicorn that's almost mummified. Its body is sort of desiccated. Its flesh is tight against its bones, and its horn uh, looks like. Imagine if it were made of, say driftwood and then worms or termites got at the driftwood and there were great swaths of it sort of chewed out. Uh, that's what the horn was And it, it sort of you're looking at it and it looks dead for the moment and then it sort of shakes its head and lets this horrible shrieking neigh and air blows through the horn and you hear the breathing sound and up close to Sorry, this is called a shadow. I that's I knew it was yes, I knew that. That was my next question. Yep, that's it. Uh so yeah, you're gonna get closer to take a look at this. Uh, oh yeah, abs- absolutely. See if you can identify it. Alright, so as as she does, the rest of you are just sort of trying to figure out what the hell you're looking at and what's going on here. There is uh, a faint creep bow strings and bow limbs, and you blink and look, and you didn't see them a second before, but you can see what looks like elven figures sort of standing in dense forest growth around you. Uh, in fact, one of them here, Kari, has her bow drawn and is staring, has her head canted to the side, and is staring intently at her, and has an arrow leveled right at the center of her chest. This, uh, this elf figure is female. She has long, uh, sort of lavender-colored hair with these almost silver stripes in it. And, um, uh, that her hair flows down over her shoulders and sort of splits at her neck and covers each of her breasts, which are otherwise bare. She is naked, uh, as far as you can see. And, uh, save for, like, a little bit of a ivy growing around her wrists. And she tilts her head and she does, she sort of takes a step out of the brush, and from the waist down, she has the body of the girl. So it's almost like, imagine a deer centaur, and she she says, as she looks at Kari, and you can see that there are easily half a dozen more surrounding holding arrows at you, men, that is where we'll stop for tonight. God damn it, Kari. Uh, God damn it, Kari, run. I had to run towards the closest noise. Well, look, there's half centaur elf deer people now. 
To be fair, running towards the closest noise is everything. <laughs> True. It's true. All right, so before we get into the outros, I just want to say fantastic job, you guys. I was legitimately super freaking worried <laughs> about that flame dragon. Uh, that was, in fact, a wormling flame dragon out of Tone Beasts. Uh, and uh, you guys did great. You guys did fantastic. That was an excellent uh, approach. I think I'm glad that I uh, autopiloted the game. Otherwise, it might have been way worse. <laughs> and I'm also glad you guys still had fluffy stuff because that ate the first yeah, it was awesome, Dan. That was so awesome. And so, on that note, between now and the next time we join, you guys have achieved level three. Yes, yes, did it, did it, great stuff, awesome. Well, this esports team is leveling up, my friends. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed tonight's show. If you did, I mean, we're going. Oh my god. Uh, if you enjoyed tonight's show, be sure to check out GoGoFresh.com. They are here supporting and sponsoring the show. And if you want to have your own battles against your own dragons, then you can do so uh, by checking out the Midgard Warbook and the Handbook. That are available on GoGoFresh.com. Man, what a battle that was. It feels like super um, uh, freeing to have, well, I guess, it's, it's like a real achievement to have gone through a. Uh, an entire dungeon, cleared all the rooms successfully with no one dying, getting out the loot, and uh, it's a pretty uh, classic D&D experience. Sorry, but, uh, uh, last few episodes. Um, of course, you can join us again tomorrow on Encounter Roleplay. We're here uh, Wednesday, 1 p.m. Eastern. I'm running uh, Call of Cthulhu. 4 p.m. We've got Warhammer Wednesday uh, with Jim Davis from OTM, and then of course we've got Star Trek, Star Trek, Jesus Christ, Star Wars: Rise of the Dark Side. Anyway, uh, let's go around and get some food. Did we enjoy ourselves? And of course, where can we find you guys online? Dan, great job tonight. Uh, how was that for you? Oh, that was a blast. Uh, I had a lot of fun. I thought you guys did a great job. Uh, I'm really excited to get some of these uh, some plot threads worked in and uh, see what's up. So I'll see you guys have just... So yeah, I had, I had an absolute blast. I'm glad, uh, glad I managed to, to get the tech work. You can find me on Twitter at Dan underscore Dylan underscore Morton. I love talking to you. Anybody wants to chat, like that. Awesome stuff. Thank you so much, Dan. And McLoken. Hello, I'm McLoken. I was looking at the new Ranger archetype that I was uh, going through. You guys want to know when I'm going to go? Nice. Horizon Walker. No, Horizon oh, Walker. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's why... That's why I could only I could only wish someone wanted to play a piece of this. Uh, just because just because when we when I wrote the uh, the backstory and how Glass has made his character, it just seemed most appropriate that he was like wants to learn about the planes and like how what his goal is that he would go Horizon Walker. Uh, so I'm super excited reading it over here. I had a fucking blast. I was anxious the whole time, uh, especially when the bear died in the fucking first turn. Um, I was, I, in our surprise round, went to shit, uh, so that was, uh, our, our eight-point plan went to shit in step one. It's like, disarm the traps! <laughs> like, oh, fuck, man. Um, unfortunately, one of the components of the traps is it flings the doors yeah. open. Um, there you go. Uh, so, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see where this goes. 
Now I'm going to be anxious all week that we're going to get in a fight and we're not ready to get into this fight. We'll see what happens. Um, but uh, we'll see. I don't know much about... Uh, what What were these? Deer people? They're called Elseed. The Elseed? Okay. I'm going to have to look up these people and be like, what are the Elseed? Uh, just so I can see what they look like. I have an idea what they look like, but... Um, yeah, I'm excited, and I'm excited to level up my character after the show's over. Absolutely. Great stuff. Thank oh, you. Oh, Will, remind yes. me. We should we should get together between and see about getting some parts that maybe we could flash up yeah. to, to show the viewers what we're... I like that. Uh, that sounds great. That, that, awesome. Pull some of the, the fantastic art out of the tone. Uh, I'll, I'll uh, get this Awesome. Oh, that reminds me, uh, you can catch me tomorrow on uh, my Mixer channel, uh, mixer.com slash storyquest, where I'm going to be doing my show Chosen, because uh, I got super excited about my D&D character that I forgot that I do a show myself. <laughs> oh, good, oh, good. Yay, shows. Uh, tool School, same questions. Oh, I had a blast. This was my first dragon. I was terrified, and I loved being able to like use the room. Uh, it was awesome to uh, have uh, to get to roll on the ley line table for my first time. So that was awesome, and that it was actually something super useful. So that was neat, and yeah, uh, yeah no, all around, I I just I had a blast. I had an absolute blast. It was great, and I'm with you having a true like traditional dungeon crawl. I mean, that's just great stuff. And, uh, you know, it takes a whole team. I'm glad we all work together. You know, we've really come together as a team this season. So uh, we'll see where this goes as we all uh, move up in our levels. But anyway, uh, I am Tall Squall. Uh, I unfortunately will not be here next week as I am prepping to get to uh, Gen Con uh, the following day uh, where you will be able to find me and my buddy Bird vs. Plane as we launch Bird in the Storm Publishing. Uh, we will have our first module uh, available there for folks to playtest. We will have digital playtesting as well. There will be some giveaways of these shirts that we got in the mail and uh, ribbons and things like that to sort of launch off our new little venture and uh, hope to uh, see you guys at Gen Con uh, and all over the social media. You can find me as Tall Thank you. Awesome. Well, last but not least, bring in the club show. It's more like Thanksgiving. I really want to thank my team my coach shout out to my sponsors uh everybody at simplicity um i think that we're really going to go all the way in this series i can't wait for game number two and we're going to be practicing really hard in scrims to make sure that we're going to be bringing the best game possible uh thanks to all my fans and people that watch the game every day and practice and play the game don't forget to check me out on uh, twitch and twitter and yeah thanks thanks for your time Great stuff. It's been a uh, fantastic match here that they have done with the Dragons. Uh, we're looking forward to moving up into the, uh, the East next week. We'll see you again, of course, at the same time of 8 p.m. Eastern for the World's True Burns. But there's uh, non stop esports DD action here on Encounter Play, the premier channel for all DD esports. What? Uh, you can join us tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern for uh, uh, Call of Cthulhu esports, which is also a thing, just like Hearthstone. Uh, but we have more tentacles. Um, and <laughs> join us there, we'll find all of our magic gathering cards. Until next time, my friends, try and start tuning out once. We'll be there laughing when you do. Good night! Bye! Good night, everybody.